from the shores of Lake Ontario, Ontario Place. On to Exhibition Stadium in Toronto, where the key to victory could be Ron Lancaster, whose passing and perception earned him recognition for the second time as the Canadian Football League's outstanding player. Today, the Saskatchewan quarterback seeks his third Grey Cup win. Or the game-breaker might be Tony Gabriel, Ottawa's outstanding Canadian tight end. Four years ago, his last-minute receptions led Hamilton to the Grey Cup. Will he repeat for Ottawa? It's the day for Canada's national football final, Saskatchewan versus Ottawa, the 1976 Grey Cup game. Good afternoon. I'm Ernie Afganis, your host today with Bill Stevenson, and you'll meet him in just a moment. More than 53,000 fans are in Exhibition Stadium today, the largest crowd ever to watch a Grey Cup game, a tribute to Canadian football. Now, this has been a week of festive spirit, and all the excitement has been extended from downtown to the stadium. Miss Grey Cup has been crowned, the parade was a great success, and the top football players for 1966 and 76, I'm sorry, should be named and have been named. The pregame hoopla is over now. We're ready for the big game. All the excitement will be transmitted to you by 11 cameras and one from above, a helicopter scanning the area. Now, there are thousands of visitors here from across the country, including our own Prime Minister Trudeau. Who will win the game today? Well, we've heard thousands of predictions, but the real answer comes in about three hours. So settle down, enjoy yourselves. The battle will begin soon. My co-host, Bill Stevenson, is at field level, and he's in the middle of all the fun. And Bill, how does it look down there with all that going on? Ernie, there is no question that the Grey Cup Festival and the Grey Cup game is the greatest single sports attraction in our country. And as far as I'm concerned, it's the one game that really brings Canada together. We have fans from all over Canada on hand, and this shows you the power of the Canadian Football League and what it does to bring this country together. I'm speaking now of the fans who come from Saskatchewan and Ottawa, the two competing teams. I'm speaking also about the fact that we have fans from British Columbia. We also have fans coming from the Maritimes. We have fans coming from all across the country. And that's why this game really is a game that brings together Canada. If there's one disappointment for me, Ernie, it's the fact that we don't have a team in the Maritimes. Maybe that can be cured one day. But as we said, Ernie, there's no question as far as I'm concerned that this game is something special. And I think you agree. It certainly is special, Bill, and I'll tell you, from above here, we've been noticing the odd uh, flurry of snow. Is it possible that we may get some snow today? Ernie, it's possible, but uh, I don't think we'll get enough to worry about. They're just the odd flurry, as you pointed out. And as we were discussing earlier, in the Grey Cups we watched, and Ernie and I have watched them continuously since 1954, believe it or not, the games have always been cold, but never overly cold, at least not really uncomfortable. And this is one of the better days, though, Ernie. While they've all been cold, I would have to say this is one of the best days that we've had for a Grey Cup. I think maybe you've been working with the Chamber of Commerce, Bill. It is just a little bit cool, but as Bill said, not uncomfortable and should be a great day for a football game between two exciting football teams. Well, when you have a big game, you also bring in the main commentators, the Bing Band, who will be able to describe the play-by-play -play for you. Now, on play-by-play, -play, Don Chevrier and Pat Marsden, both well-seasoned in Grey Cup coverage. Now, Frank Rigney and Mike Wadsworth, two former CFL stars, will analyze the play, and you know that they'll do it in their own distinctive style. There are four superstars covering the game for you today. 
Well, the Grey Cup teams are represented on the field in many ways, musically as well. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders will feel right at home with the Eston Elrose High School Band from Saskatchewan. Well, that was the Eston Elrose High School Band representing the West. The kickoff for our 1976 Grey Cup game is only minutes away. We'll meet the head coaches of the competing teams in just a moment. We'll meet the coaches of these very big teams in just a moment. But as you know, during Grey Cup coverage, we have our men beside each bench. Now, on the Western bench, the Saskatchewan bench, we have Don Whitman, who is very well known across the country as the play-by-play -play man for the Western telecast. Don is down there, and he'll give us all the information. What's happening, Don? Well, Ernie, while it certainly is not as cold as it was a year ago at McMahon Stadium in Calgary, the temperature has dropped noticeably over the past couple of hours, and I'm sure it will continue to plunge during the course of the game. The wind blowing out of the west could definitely have an effect on the kicking game. You know, there has been considerable conjecture over the past few days as to the Saskatchewan starting lineup. Cornerback Paul Williams and slotback Tom Campana did not dress in the semifinal game against Edmonton. Paul Williams will not dress again today. His spot will again be taken by Ray Odom. Tom Campana will suit up, but according to Coach John Payne, he'll be the designated import. John, a lot of conjecture all week that Tom Campana would be your designated import. Is he going to be, and if so, why? Well, the reason that uh, Tom will be our designated import is because we wanted to go with that same offensive line that we used in the uh, Western Finals. We thought that overall helped our ball club, and uh, we'll go into the game that way to begin with. Did you hesitate to make a change if you felt it necessary to get a deep passing threat in? Not at all. If uh, we see after uh, you know we get into the game uh, situations, how the game is going, uh, if we feel like that we're going to need to throw the football, then uh, there will be no hesitation at all of getting Tom in there. Looking for a big game again from Molnar and McGee? Yes, we are. I think that's going to be a very key uh, part of the game. If we can establish a running game early, that'll certainly help our passing game. Hopefully it'll keep their uh, defense off balance, and uh, that's what you try to do going into every game. 
Good luck, John Payne, coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Now over to the Ottawa side of things and George Brancato with Don Chevrier. Coach, your preparation's all done. Uh, it comes right down to this, the final game of the season. What are your thoughts right now? Well, I'm just uh, thinking about Regina in the other locker room. If uh, they're as ready as our guys are, the paperwork's over, the practices are over, and now it's the time to get the intensity up and the drive up and uh, really come after them and try to win a big football game. You think you've established some momentum now finally and can keep it going? I think so. I think the Hamilton game uh, has sent us with some momentum into this game, and I think our guys will be ready for it. The atmosphere in Toronto all week has gotten them up, and I think they're ready. All right, what about Saskatchewan? What concerns you most about what might uh, happen to you from them today? Well, uh, it concerns most if Ronnie has too much time to throw the ball and really uh, is hot. It's going to be a real long afternoon. As far as your team is concerned, uh, your quarterbacking is solid. Your defense might be your biggest worry, right? I don't think so. I think our defensive guys have been... Uh, so maligned this last week that they're ready to play a football game. And George Broncato is really quite cool. Well, for a big game such as this, top play-by-play -play men in the country are here, and they're going to describe everything for you when the game begins. But right now, they're going to tell us about offense. Don Chevrier and Pat Marsden. Don? Thank you, Ernie. Pat, offense could be the name of this great cup game. There could be all kinds of it both ways. Well, Don, I don't think there's any question that the last number of years defenses have dominated, but I think offense is the key to this game, and let's talk about Saskatchewan's. Boy, have they got an offensive machine, as do the Ottawa Rough Riders. We're going to talk, first of all, about the great running game of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That is led by the man who replaced George Reed, an almost impossible task, Steve Molner, 822 yards, and he missed two ball games of that. But it all anchors around Ronnie Lancaster in his 17th pro football season. Canada's outstanding football player. Here's one reason why he won the award, finding his top receiver, Rhett Dawson. You may see some of that combination today. Dawson, he led the West in receptions four yards short of 1,000 yards. He's the deep threat the Ottawa secondary must be very, very concerned with in this Grey Cup game coming up this afternoon. Saskatchewan, indeed, is an exciting offensive football club. Well, I don't think there's any doubt, Don, that there are great similarities between these teams when you refer to them offensively because the power running is all done by one back. They have great quarterbacks, outstanding receivers. And when you talk about running from an Ottawa Rough Rider viewpoint, you're referring, of course, to a man by the name of Art Green who led the Eastern Conference in rushing. And we're going to talk here. to him, talk about him in just a few moments. We will, Pat, but you know our Prime Minister is just now entering the stadium. We'll get back to discuss the offense of that Ottawa club. But right now, we're going to try and get down below and see our Prime Minister as he is arriving here at Exhibition Park. There's the Prime Minister in his familiar fur cap and fur coat which he has worn to so many Grey Cup games, and he wore it last year in Calgary. Winston McQuaid, our man, is standing by, and we hope to have an interview with the Prime Minister. Now let's go back to, or down to, Winston McQuaid. Uh, Mr. Prime Minister, we've got an experienced quarterback for the Western team and a young, talented quarterback for the Eastern team. Should that make a difference, who should take it? You? <laughs> You're asking me, but I'm I don't know. I'm not asking you who's going to win. Who should be the best quarterback? Experience, well, should that go over young talent? Well, the game is so changing all the time that experience is a necessary guarantee. But if you're in doubt, I suppose it's, uh, it's good to know a man who has played the game before in a long while. Maintenant, Monsieur Trudeau, uh, il serait peut-être bon pour les amateurs de football au Québec que vous nous parliez un petit peu uh, de ce match de cet après-midi. Uh, non pas qui l'emportera, mais peut-être l'expérience du quart de la Saskatchewan contre la jeunesse de celui d'Ottawa. 
Eh bien, c'est le combat qu'on voit de, depuis le début des âges, l'expérience contre la jeunesse. C'est seulement le hasard et les événements vont dire le résultat. Quant à moi, je ne fais pas de prédiction. En tout cas, il fait moins froid que l'an dernier à Calgary. Eh, on est assez bien même. Oui. Hein? Alors, je vous souhaite un bon match. Merci. Have a good game, sir. Au revoir. Thank you very much. Prime Minister of Canada, and I'm sorry, Pat, that we interrupted you, but I know you don't mind being interrupted by the Prime Minister. I certainly don't, <laughs> and I'm sure that Art Green doesn't mind either, because we were going to make reference to Art, who was the leading rusher in the Eastern Conference and second in all of Canada to the great Jim Washington in Winnipeg. But let's show you the type of action that Green demonstrated throughout the course of this 1976 campaign. Looking to the outside, sees that it's blocked off, cuts up inside, and that's how this man managed to pick up over 1,200 yards rushing. And he really was, when you come right down to it, the Ottawa rushing game, and he will be the story from that point of view today. Tom Clements, a three-year All-American at Notre Dame, in his rookie season in the CFL, Rookie of the Year. This was his sophomore campaign, and he shows you the kind of effort and also the kind of poise that he has back there, dumping off that little pass to Art Green. But if you don't think he has an arm, watch this pass. In the Eastern Conference Final against Hamilton. Hits Kuzik on the dead run. Touchdown, Ottawa. That's the type of play that has really typified Tom Clements. Tony Gabriel, what can you say other than the fact he's the premier receiver in the country? Led the league in pass receptions. 14 went for touchdowns. Don, it has got to be a great offensive game. I certainly hope it is, Pat. You'll have the first half out of the second half. I know we'll enjoy it. Ernie? Thank you very much, gentlemen. We're going to be back with more of the bands, along with Mike Wadsworth and Frank Rigney, to analyze what's going to happen on defense. We'll be back right after this. I've been told that uh, people across the country, football fans, are in love with analysts. Now, where can you find two more beautiful analysts than Frank Rigney and Mike Wadsworth? Now, earlier we heard about the offensive teams from Chevy and Pat. Now we're going to hear about the defenses, right? Bernie, I've never heard you so complimentary. <laughs> Thank you. We hear, heard about offense, and our play-by-play -play people think that offense is going to dominate this football game. But, Mike, it's been defense over the last few years. Well, Frank, as you know, there's a greater degree of sophistication defensively now, but the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are number one in the CFL in that scorecard. So let's take a look at some of their outstanding well, personnel. They're particularly effective, uh, Mike, against the pass. And one of the reasons is because of George Wells, number 69, who leads just a tremendous charge by that front four of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Their secondary core, led by their linebackers, and particularly Roger Gorey, who you see here picking off an interception, is probably the finest in the Canadian Football League, only challenged by possibly the Montreal Alouettes. Roger Gorey was an All-Canadian in the CFL this year for the third time in a row. And in that deep secondary, and by the way, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were the best in the Canadian Football League against the pass. They're led by Lauren Richardson, number 17. You see him picking off one of Tom Clements' passes in that August 3rd meeting between these two ball clubs. They have an excellent deep secondary. Probably the overall best defensive football club in this country, in my view. Frank, on the Ottawa side of things, they're fifth in the league defensively. Coach George Brancato has been concerned about them all season long, but they do have strength in their linebacking core, and they are led in that department, particularly by number 50, Mark Cosmos, their great veteran. We will take a look at him in an earlier game against the Montreal Alouettes. You'll see him in a blitz position, putting tremendous pressure on Joe Barnes. I don't expect Ottawa to be blitzing a lot against Saskatchewan because Lancaster reads it so well. They'll have to be concerned about primarily the running game that we heard about earlier and the short passing of Lancaster. Their secondary has been most suspect. 
We saw it in the Eastern Final against Hamilton Tiger Cats. They had a commanding lead at halftime, but surrendered two long touchdown passes to Terry Evanson in the third quarter. Here it's over Peter Crepin to Terry Evanson. He had good position, but went for the interception instead of knocking it down, and that's what made a fist of the game. Undoubtedly, Lancaster will test that secondary, but Frank, you know and our viewers know, the secondary isn't out there by themselves. They need help from that front four. They need the big pass rush, and I think that really will determine whether or not Ottawa's defense will be successful this afternoon. Well, if Ottawa can get a big pass rush against Saskatchewan and Ronnie Lancaster, where do you think it'll come from, Mike? I think Mike Finucci and Mike Raines on the left side. Uh, they've been the strength of that club. Rudy Sims, of course, has been a veteran. He's had some great years, but he's starting to age a little bit now. Still capable of coming up with a big effort, though. Okay, what about the specialty teams now? Jerry Argon really hasn't had a great year for the Ottawa Rough Riders in terms of kicking the football. I think his field goal kicking has come on in the latter half, Frank. I, I, I go along with your remark. He has been a little stronger in the latter half. I think the punting department is where they may suffer. Macaridi and Oregon actually are quite even in terms of their averages, but Oregon gets that high punt, and if he's going to have to be punting into a win today, that will particularly suffer. So Saskatchewan could have an edge there. Well, if I were going to judge these two ball clubs defensively and have to give an edge one play one way or the other, I think I'd have to give it to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, particularly because they defend against the pass so well. No question about it. They're favorites coming into this game, although there, there is a lot of feeling still about that Ottawa offense, going back to what Pat and Don were talking about earlier. Mike, thank you. And Ernie, good back to you. Hi, Frank. I'm just wondering, you know, if you want to make a prediction on this game. Uh, both of you have watched all the ball clubs. I'll give you a score. All right. 28-21. You give me the team. <laughs> I'll have to fix the schedule, Mike. <laughs> well, I'll take on him. Oh, all right. Well, we'll split that. You know, down below in that special box, the Prime Minister Trudeau is there, along with several dignitaries from across the country, including many of the uh, premiers. And there you see uh, Jake Goddard, the CFL commissioner, along with Prime Minister Trudeau, and with him, uh, the Premier Davis of Ontario, along with Mr. Blakeney, Peter Lougheed, many of the premiers have gathered here for the Grey Cup. And there is the Premier of Ontario, uh, William Davis. So they're all set to enjoy the game this afternoon. And we can hear in the background that they're just, well, they're going wild out there. And as you know, our players, when they're introduced, it signals the time for tension. And Bill Stevenson is down below to tell you about it. Well, I can tell you, Ernie, they are going wild around here. They're getting ready for the players as they can just see them coming out of the chutes and getting ready to be introduced for this game. We have the lovely Saskatchewan cheerleaders beside us here. They're ready to cheer their Rough Riders onto the field, and you'll hear them, and I don't know if you'll be able to hear me once they start their yelling. On the other side, just a few feet away from me, we have the Ottawa Rough Rider cheerleaders. And so we're just about ready to get the main item, and that means the players coming out on the field. Saskatchewan feel they have one of the finest defensive units of all time. But you know, when you talk about these riders, the dominant name is quarterback Ron Lancaster. Ron led the Green Giants to first place and this great cup berth as he personally earned unanimous selection to the West All-Star team, captured the Shenley Outstanding Player Award, and today hopes to cap off his greatest season in 17 years with the Grey Cup. Now, meet this Lancaster-led offensive unit of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Sam Holden, number 58, offensive left tackle. Mike Dirks, number 64, left guard. Gary Brandt, 54, center. Ralph Galloway, 59, right guard. Joe Miller, number 67, right offensive tackle. Bob Richardson, number 77, tight end. Number 70, Steve Mazurek, split end. Leif Pedersen, number 71, wing back. 
Red Dawson Blanker, number 25. Sylvester Molly McGee, 32, halfback. Steve Molnar, number 19, fullback. Ron Lancaster, 23, quarterback. I am Lee Snyder, the offensive coordinator of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm Jim Eddy, defensive coach, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. John Payne, head football coach for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Ottawa, according to head coach George Mancato, are in a building process despite winning the East. One area of concern has been their defense, especially against the pass. We'd like you to meet the Ottawa defense that hopes to upset the odds and take their great cup home to the nation's capital. Mike Finucci, defensive end, number 68. Mike Range, number 78, defensive tackle. Rudy Sam, defensive tackle, Florida A&M University, number 65. Jim Piskoski, defensive end, number 73. Mark Cosmos, number 50, linebacker. Larry Cameron, middle linebacker, number 52. <laughs> Kenny Moore, number 57, outside linebacker. Wonderful Minds Jr., left cornerback, number 31. Wayne Tosh, right cornerback, number 17, from Sarnia, Ontario. Rod Woodward, strong safety, number 26, from Vancouver, B.C. Pete Stenerson, number 23, defensive halfback. Al Brenner, middle safety, number 13. Bob Obilovich, assistant coach, Ottawa Rough Riders. George Hughes, assistant coach, Ottawa Rough Riders. Tom Dimitrov, assistant football coach, Ottawa Rough Riders. George Brancato, head coach, Ottawa Rough Riders. Well, we hope you enjoyed personally meeting the starting players for this afternoon's Grey Cup game. As you can see, there are a few hams amongst the players who will be performing at the start of this football game. Now, let's go upstairs to Ernie again. Bill, you're right. There are a few hams and also some very good-looking young athletes out there. Well, officially, in any football game is important, as you know. Perhaps more important in a Grey Cup game. Now, officials have pressure on them, just like players have, and they are aware as to the emotions the fans can be in. Now, today's crew is an all-star group from across the country. Uh, they have the leadership and the decision-making abilities that are needed for a very big game. I'm Jacques Bicardi, field judge from Montreal. Neil Payne, headlinesman from Winnipeg. John Strapa. Back umpire, Edmonton. All right, Bill Dell, line umpire, Oshawa. Don Barker, referee from Vancouver. Floyd Cooper, standby, Burlington, Ontario. The officials of today's game, and there is a spectacular view from our helicopter high above Exhibition Stadium here in Toronto. Now you see on the right corner, that is the new baseball corner, and you see the two wings stretching out on the first base side and along the third base side, and then the main stadium right in front of you now. That is a very good view of Exhibition Stadium. Now back to Bill Stevenson and the coin toss. Bill? Well, the coin toss is taking place out at center field. Actually, the coin toss is taking place, Ernie. The captains, Ron Lancaster and Ralph Galloway and Ted Provost and Tim Roth of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Mark Cosmos and Art Green of the Ottawa Rough Riders are out there deciding which end of the field that they will be defending in this game. And we should know that in a moment. The actual coin toss, though, took place yesterday in a meeting between the two teams. And I thought it was rather interesting that Frank Clare 
who uh, got the uh, choice to uh, select tails or head. When the coin was tossed in the air, Frank said, first of all, he said, uh, tails. And then as it started down, Frank decided to change his mind, and he said, heads. It landed tails. So he lost the option. That means Saskatchewan Rough Riders and their four captains will decide which end of the field they would like to defend. We have a situation now whereby the wind is blowing... Uh, fairly heavily, and it's certainly going to be a bit of a factor in this game. It is blowing from the west to the east. And in a moment, you will hear the referee talk to the players. Well, the official is talking to the captains, and now we will have the referee... State, which is occurring, he says Saskatchewan Rough Riders will kick off to the Ottawa Rough Riders. You can see by his signal they are shaking hands, and so it means that Saskatchewan have decided to give that win to the Ottawa Rough Riders for the first half, and they will defend. That is, Saskatchewan, who had the choice, will defend the east end of the field, which is to the left as we face the field. And now, let's go back to Ernie. All right, Bill, and that is a very important part of the game because it sets a tone down there. The players are looking across to the other captains of the other team, and they're sort of measuring them and saying, well, we're after them today, and let's hope we have a pretty good football game. Now we're all set to go down below our national anthem and Jeanette Renault. The players are now coming on the field for the playing of our national anthem, and this all-time record Grey Cup crowd, which is over 53,000, are on their feet. And overhead, we have the planes flying about. We also have the news that at halftime, one of the spectacular events that we had hoped to see, and that is the parachutists coming right down and hoping to hit it on the button on the 55-yard line, will not be able to do it. And the reason is the high winds up above. It is just too dangerous. back with the opening kickoff of the 1976 breakup game in one minute. Pat Marsden, Mike Wadsworth, and we are set before a record crowd here at Exhibition Stadium in Exhibition Place, Toronto, for the opening kickoff of this 1976 Grey Cup Classic. Art Green, number 20, and Bill Hatanaka, number 16, will go deep for the Ottawa Rough Riders to receive this kickoff from Bab Macaridi. 
A lot of people have talked about the Saskatchewan defense. Obviously, Coach John Payne has a lot of faith in it. They had the option with the toss. They had won it. They have elected to kick off. So Ottawa, to begin this game, will have the wind and the ball favoring them. Quite a decision by Coach John Payne. Pat, I'm a little surprised. Well, I think it is surprising. Saskatchewan comes into this ball game as the favorites. It means nothing now. What happens in the next 60 minutes will determine the professional championship of the CFL. Bob McCready warming up a little bit before he is set. There is just a tremendous air of excitement here at Exhibition Stadium in Toronto. Anywhere from five to seven points, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have been favorite. But as we say, it means nothing now as McCready kicks it to Art Green at his 15. Green gets out to the 34-yard line. Frank Landy, number 62, down to make the tackle for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And the Ottawa Rough Riders will take over first and 10 at their 33-yard line. There's a look at the Ottawa offense, led by their great quarterback, Tom Clements. They'll have Art Green and John Palazzetti at the running back spots. The wing back will be Jim Foley. The wide receivers, Avery, Kuzik, and Gabriel, on first down Ottawa at their own 34-yard line. The game is to Green. And that's the kind of rushing that led him to the Eastern Conference Championship this year as Ted Provost, number 10, and Ray Odom's 12 are there to nail the Ottawa fullback, but not before a big nine-yard gain. And establishing that running game early, so vital to the Ottawa Rough Riders to slow up the pass rush for when Tom Clements is forced to go to the pass. Also to try to draw those linebackers in because if those linebackers are forced to protect against the run first, their first obligation, it could open the short passing game. There you see the Ottawa offensive line on second and one. Will he give it straight ahead to Green? That is the call. Green gets to very close to the 35-yard line. Tripped up by Cleveland Van, and that should be an Ottawa first down. I'll tell you, if it is, not by a great deal because of the work of Cleveland Van, the middle linebacker. You see him eluding the block of center Don Smith, number 64, and he gets Green close to the line of scrimmage, but as you indicated, Pat, it was enough for the first down. Well, there's no doubt that Ottawa has to set up the run in order to establish the pass. Conversely, Saskatchewan feels that they can pass to set up their running. So you do have a contrast in styles, but both very effective offensive units. First down, Ottawa at the Ottawa 45. Again, this is Green. Three consecutive carries as flags go down. Provost, number 10, and Lauren Richardson, 17, are there to make the tackle. The preliminary indication is holding. It appears to be against the Ottawa Rough Riders. There it is. That's certainly a blow to this Ottawa drive in their first possession following the kickoff. Well, Art Green was a workhorse for this club throughout the 1976 campaign, and they've had three plays so far. He's carried all three, but Saskatchewan will accept the holding penalty. It'll make it first down Ottawa, 20 yards to go, and the ball will be spotted just inside the Ottawa 35-yard line. But, you know, we talk about Saskatchewan and the great Ronnie Lancaster Defense is as much responsible for them being in this Grey Cup game as anything else. As you look at Ronnie Lancaster and John Payne on the sidelines, and we'll talk about that defensive unit in just a moment. It is first and 20, Ottawa, at their own 35. 
Clements throws into the middle, intending it for Tony Gabriel. No good. The ball bounced in front of him as Lauren Richardson was there to provide very close coverage on the intended receiver. Good rush also by Jesse O'Neill, number 61. Clements had some time initially, but finally that pressure was felt. He also had Avery going very deep against Jim Marshall. It appeared to me that Avery running that deep inside pattern had an edge, but because of the rush, Clements just did not have the time to look to it. Well, there's the Saskatchewan defensive lineup. The front four of Landy, Roth, Wells, and O'Neill, as tough as any in this league. It is second and 20, Ottawa at their own 35. Clements going deep for Kuzik, and the coverage by Provost. Kuzik is incensed, feels that there should be an interference call. There is no flag on the field. They collided while going for the ball. Well, it appeared to me that Provo was attempting to affect coverage on it, but he certainly did collide with Avery. We'll take another look at it here. There was a crossing pattern. Kuzik coming to the inside as Gabriel worked outside. He's certainly open. There's the contact, but it appeared to me that it was after the ball had passed by Kuzik. And for those of you who may be wondering about the pronunciation of Ted Provost's name, it is a French name, initially from Canada. Provost, an American boy who went to Ohio State, prefers to be called that way. On third and 20, Jerry Organ's kick bounces in front of Leif Pedersen. He picks it up, flags go down, no yards will be the call as the Ottawa Rough Riders' Jeff Turcott was within the restraining area. So the penalty will go against Ottawa. Only a, well, actually it was a 48-yard punt because of the great roll, but Saskatchewan will pick up the 10-yard advance on the no-yards call. So Ottawa did pick up a first down on the rushing of Art Green. Saskatchewan tightened up. As we look at the Saskatchewan Rough Rider offense, led by Shenley Award winner Ron Lancaster. Molner and McGee in that backfield with Leif Pedersen, Dawson Mazurik and Richardson, the receivers. And let's watch Saskatchewan go to work offensively on first down at their own 40-yard line. Quickly to Bob Richardson. Richardson gets to about the 47. He'll have seven yards as Al Brenner, number 13, makes the tackle for Ottawa. Richardson, the big tight end, was really utilized by Lancaster this year. He caught 41 passes. Otto has switched their inside safeties. Krepes on the left. Rod Woodward was on the right. He was actually flattening out to that area where Brett Dawson was flanked as almost giving double coverage. That opened up that area for Richardson for the quick look in. Second and just a little more than three yards to go. The give is to McGee. McGee has the first down as he crosses the 50 to the 52 and down by the middle linebacker Larry Cameron, 52. Good support by Rod Woodward from that inside safety position, but he wasn't able to crack back as Molly McGee turned it inside for the first down. Well, a good block by Steve Molner enables Molly McGee to pick up the first first down of the game for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders as we go by the three-minute mark of this opening quarter. No score. First down at the Saskatchewan 52 for the Western Champions. This is Molner. Big hole. Molner drops the ball. It's recovered by wonderful Mons at the 50-yard line. Uh, let's see whether or not they rule the ball dead. Mons is on his way. The play has been whistled down. 
Wonderful Mons goes all the way into the end zone. Now some little whistle had gone before the ball had come loose. We will await the official's decision. It will be Saskatchewan ball at the Ottawa 50-yard line. Well, we'll see if we can take another look at it. Molnar, quick hitting right up into the middle. You see a tremendous block by Gary Brand in the middle of that area. But certainly he is down before he loses control of the ball, and I think the officials quite correctly called it. Wonderful Mons, the man who picked it up, went into the end zone, all for naught. Saskatchewan continues with possession. Well, there you see Wonderful Mons, who began the season with the Toronto Argonauts. Actually didn't see any playing time, moved over to Ottawa, and has really done a job at that cornerback spot in the Ottawa defense. Molnar ends up with a nine-yard gain, so it is second and one Saskatchewan at the Ottawa 50-yard line. This is McGee. McGee has the first down, drops the ball. Recovered by Al Brenner. This time it will be Ottawa ball at their own 45-yard line. McGee had the first down, dropped the pigskin, recovered by Al Brenner. Well, I didn't feel there's any question on the last fumble by Molnar, nor do I think there's any question about this one. You saw that he was flat out in the air, did not have his feet on the ground, lost control of the ball, and Al Branner, the man on the spot, comes up with possession for Ottawa and a very important turnabout. We've got 10 minutes, 20 seconds left to play in the opening quarter of this 1976 Grey Cup game. There is no score. Ottawa, with the first break of the ball game, comes up with first down at its own 45. Clements on the draw to Palazzetti. Cleveland Van wraps him up at the 50. He'll have five yards. It'll be second and five, Ottawa, at their own 50-yard line. We are just underway here with four and a half minutes left to play in this opening quarter. There's no score. From our eye in the sky, you see what it looks like here at Exhibition Park in Toronto. A record crowd to see this Grey Cup Classic between the two best teams in the CFL, and there is no disputing that remark. It is second and five, Ottawa. The ball at their 50-yard line. We've got 10 minutes left to play in this opening quarter. Clements with his first completion to Kusick. With the coverage being supplied by Jim Marshall, 26, he'll be very close to a first down as Don Whitman is standing by with George Reed. Well, there's no doubt, Pat, that this gentleman would dearly love to be out there. Do you get a twin standing on the sidelines, George, one year out of retirement uh, with that Saskatchewan team? Yes, I do. It's awful tough to stand there. I've been with the guys all morning and everything, and it's awful tough just being here, and I keep wanting to get out there on the field. George, the uh, Players Association, which you are president of, is meeting this week. What are the big decisions on the agenda? Well, it will be, uh, negotiation will be the big thing, uh, and a lot will have to do with the contract, the standard player's contract. It's got a lot of problems we want to iron out and so forth. And outside of that, it will be deciding uh, where the All-Star game will be played uh, and just kind of generally clean up the rest of the things that we have to do, uh, such as uh, the Tom Peter Award, deciding where the All-Star banquet will be and this type of thing. So we have a pretty full agenda for three days here. No doubt where your feelings lie in this ballgame, though. Well, there was Saskatchewan. George Reed, the president of the Players Association. Pat, back to you. On second and six, Clements fires it out to Palazzetti. He drops the ball. And so the pass will simply go incomplete as Ken McEachern gave him a little shot. It'll bring on the Ottawa putting unit on third and six as Tom Clements, who had such a brilliant first half, tapered off somewhat in the second half. But how can you say that really about a man that completed very close 
to 60% of his passes. I think one of the factors in their tailing off in the second half, Pat, was that they really did not have any severe competition for first place in the East, and they lost a little edge of motivation. Coach John Payne, though, still has a lot of respect for them. Jerry Organ will try a 57-yard field goal. Rod Woodward to hold. Organ puts it up, and it is short. Marshall at a six-yard line. A flag goes down as Marshall dives his way through to the 17-yard line. Tom Schutte cut the legs out from under him, but there are flags all over the field, and you can almost anticipate some kind of a blocking infraction. Judy certainly was the man complaining on the play, Pat. Whether or not he's going to be called or whether it was an infraction against him, we'll have to wait and see. Here's another look at it now. Judy is number 56. Definitely, he was blocked from behind by number 58, Sam Holden. So the call is against the Riders, and they'll have to start from deeper in their own end. Saskatchewan has the ball at its own seven-yard line. First down as Ronnie Lancaster brings that offensive unit out over the ball. A good look at the 17-year veteran of CFL play. This is McGee. McGee is upended by Mark Cosmos, and he manages maybe a yard at most. Cosmos just got an arm on him as he was trying to come around that offensive right side, and that was enough to upset McGee. This Ottawa defense, particularly their linebacking core, had been very strong early in this first quarter. It was Larry Cameron that had hit Molner, causing the fumble after the play had been whistled dead, and he was also the one that hit McGee, giving Ottawa possession earlier at their own 45. They rule there is no gain as Ronnie Lancaster, who was better than 60% in passing this year, had his finest season ever as a second and down. Lancaster is nailed just outside the goal area. He slipped down, and by the time he got back up, the Ottawa defensive unit had moved in on him. Number 68, Mike Finucci, was there to grab the Saskatchewan quarterback just outside the goal area. That was very nearly a safety touch. Very nearly, which would have meant that Saskatchewan would have given up two points and then had to give over possession to Ottawa as well by kick. Ronnie Lancaster seemed to be looking downfield. He had Richardson at the sideline area. That slip undoubtedly contributed to this big play defensively by Simpson Finucci. We'll, well, be, we'll back be back in just one moment. Well, we're back as you look at Bill Hattanaka, number 16, and Art Green, number 20, who will await this punt from Bob Macaridi. And Macaridi will be deep in his end zone, punting from about 14 yards inside his goal area. The ball scrimmaging from the Saskatchewan one-yard line. Good punt. Green awaits at his 38. And a fine return by Art Green into the Saskatchewan 28-yard line. And the Ottawa Rough Riders will really have field position. It is first down Ottawa at the Saskatchewan 28-yard line. Art Green. Green gets inside the 25 to about the 24. Roger Gorey, 37. And Ken McEachran, number 20 there to make the tackle, but Ottawa's fullback picks up very close to five yards. 
The Ottawa offense has been given opportunities by virtue of the excellent defensive efforts that their unit has put forward. They haven't really been able to capitalize up to this point, but with this kind of field position, if they can hold on to that ball, avoid turnovers, certainly they could be expected to put three on the board, if not a major. Six minutes left in the opening quarter. No score. Second and six, Ottawa. Green could not hang on. He had a wall of blockers in front of him. Clements hit him right in the hands. He dropped the ball. Tommy Clements is not too happy. He just walked back after he saw that happen. Earlier, he had thrown the little swing to John Palazzetti. He couldn't hold on. That screen was well set up. There appeared to be a lot of room for him with the, with the wave of blockers in front. But Art Green, anticipating the run rather than concentrating on the pass, was not able to hold on. So Jerry Organ will try the field goal from just outside the 30-yard line. Molly McGee is the only back in the Saskatchewan end zone. Organ puts it up, and it is good. The Ottawa Rough Riders have gone out in front, 3 to nothing, with 5 minutes and 33 seconds left to play in the opening quarter of the 1976 Grey Cup Classic. Ottawa 3, Saskatchewan nothing. Well, you have to credit the Ottawa defense for the lead that they hold at least at this stage. It was the efforts by Larry Cameron that prevented Saskatchewan from getting out of their own end, causing the fumble by Molly McGee earlier. Then the tremendous play by Mike Fanucci and Rudy Sims, knocking Ronnie Lancaster down right at the one-yard line, causing them to punt from that position and giving their offense great field edge. They will not take a kickoff. They will scrimmage the ball at the 35-yard line. Saskatchewan first down, trailing three to nothing. Lancaster, the Molner, he couldn't get it. Just beyond his reach. And so it'll be second and ten. Saskatchewan moving against the wind in this opening quarter. As Ottawa, as Mike has mentioned, capitalizing on stout defense to contain Saskatchewan in their end of the field, coming up with good field position. And over the year... This is how these two clubs fared, and you can see, not very much to choose offensively. Second and 10, Saskatchewan at their 35. McGee hit instantly by wonderful Mons at the 38. The gain will be three yards. It'll be third and seven, and Saskatchewan will again be punting. Ronnie Lancaster had sent Brett Dawson and Bob Richardson deep, trying to open it up for Molly McGee, number 32, who you just saw go out of your picture. He's flaring to that right side, but Mons, of course, had the shallow flat coverage, works up extremely well, and they also had Mark Cosmos coming from the inside. So great reaction against this man, Molly McGee, to force Saskatchewan into another punting situation. Bill Hatanaka, 16 at the top of your screen, Art Green, number 20 at the bottom. And newcomer Bob Myrick is the short man in the event that Macarini's punt does not get much distance. Hatanaka takes it at the 33, flags go down. But look at this return by Hatanaka. Touchdown, Bill Hatanaka. And Pat, I think the marker on the play was no yards, but we'll have to wait and see. The rookie from York University, Bill Hatanaka, returns the punt 78 yards for the touchdown. 
Watch how alertly he comes into that pack. Ted Provo there had him lined up. It was more concerned about protecting the outside. Bob Macarini was the last man. Number 31 is trying to catch up with it at that point. But there was just no way that Luke Claire could catch Bill Hadanaka before he got into that end zone. Bill Hadanaka, you know, great cups very often become the treasure of young rookies like Bill Hadanaka because they come up with big plays. You can go back to Red Story years ago in the 30s and what he did for the Argonauts. That play by Bill Hadanaka certainly will be something that he'll remember for years to come. Four minutes and 25 seconds left to play in this opening quarter. And the underdog, Ottawa Rough Riders, can grab a 10 to nothing lead if Jerry Organ is successful on this point after. It is good. Organ converts the scintillating 75-yard punt return by York University graduate Bill Hatanaka. And the Ottawa Rough Riders are out in front 10 to nothing. We've got to look at this one again. Well, there's number 10, Ted Provost. You see, he's concerned about the outside because he has responsibility there. There was excellent blocking to get Hatanaka free initially. Bob Macarini, the last man, 31. Lou Claire trying to chase him down from behind. But Hatanaka with his outstanding speed is able to put Ottawa in front, 9-0, followed, of course, by Jerry Organ's convert to make it 10. I don't think, Pat, too many people would have expected the first quarter to open up this way. Well, as we look at the kickoff return specialist for Saskatchewan, number 26 is James Marshall. And, of course, they are missing one of the top kickoff return men in the country, Tom Campana, who is the designated import this afternoon. Campana suffering from an ankle injury. As you look at Bill Hatanaka on the Ottawa sidelines. And this is a day he will long remember and so will football fans. As Jerry Organ prepares for the kickoff and he sends it deep to Marshall at his four-yard line. Marshall with a good return out to the 35. Marv Alamang, number 54, cut the legs out from under him. A 31-yard return. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, who brought Ralph the Dog down to cheer for them, you saw him just a moment ago, will scrimmage the ball first down at their own 35-yard line. The longest punt return in Grey Cup history has just been registered by Bill Hatanaka. And what a play it was as Lancaster now delivers complete to McGee. He's down by wonderful Mons after a gain of about four. You can be sure of one thing, Ronnie Lancaster with his 17 years of experience is not going to panic in this first quarter of play because they're down 10 points. First play, he went to the passing game. He sent his receivers deep, saw the Ottawa secondary deepen with them, laid it off to Molly McGee to pick up that second five situation that they're now confronted with, and he'll be quite content to do that. Ball is right at the 39-yard line. They get second and six. Lancaster delivers... Intending it for Missouri, no good. It'll bring up a third and six as we go downstairs to Bill Stevenson and rookie of the year, John Shira. Well, I'm sure football fans recognize John Shira, who is the rookie of the year, the Shanley Award winner for the BC Lions. What do you think of the game? Well, so far, it seems like it's been all special teams. Uh, that was an excellent punt return and, and uh, field goal, of course. Uh, it's early in the game. It's 10 nothing, but... Uh, Still a lot of excitement left. Are you disappointed with Saskatchewan thus far? Uh, not really. Like I said, it's early and, uh, you know, it's cold. And things, you know, have to get warmed up a little bit. But you know? do you think the Riders will come back and win? You predicted them. Well, I don't know. 
I hope so. Okay, <laughs> thanks, John Sharon. Congratulations. Macarini gets a good putt away that forces Art Green back to his 25. He drops the ball and then steps out of bounds at about the 27-yard line, and that's where the Ottawa Rough Riders will take over offensively. We've got three minutes and seven seconds left to play in this opening quarter. The Ottawa Rough Riders out in front, 10 to nothing. There's the view from high above Exhibition Stadium here at Exhibition Place in Toronto. And to the outstanding defensive and offensive players of this game will go those cars. Compliments of Labatt's Brewery. And what a treasure that'll be. It is first down, Ottawa at their own 25. As Green bashes his way up close to the 30. Keckron and O'Neill. 20 and 61, making the tackle for Saskatchewan. The gain is five. It'll be second and five, Ottawa. Take a look at number 37, Roger Goree. You see Tony Gabriel trying to block down on him. Goree, however, does a good job of stacking it up and making it tough for Art Green to find room on that right side. We should point out Saskatchewan are flip-flopping their linebackers. Goree always going to the tight end side. Manchuk to the weak side. They spot the ball just inside the 30, so it's second and six, and Clements wants to pass. Goes down the middle, complete to Gabriel, first down. Out to the 47-yard line, upended by Lauren Richardson, number 17. How many times have we seen that play, Mike? Well, we'll take a look from the secondary's point of view. Tony Gabriel's second man on the top of your screen. You see him working there against Ken Keckron, I believe, number 20, working his way into the middle area, just doing an outstanding job. Tom Clements was given the time to pass. Gabriel the time to affect his pattern with great success. 18 yards the gain. First down, Ottawa. Marker on the play. Clements down the middle again to Gabriel. Wide open. And Gabriel gets into the Saskatchewan 37-yard line. The tackle made by Cleveland Van. There are flags on the field. Well, whether it was because of holding, it should that be the call. Tom Clements was given outstanding time to set up this play. The receivers have gone very deep with the exception of Gabriel. He is working against Cleveland Van and Roger Goree, the two linebackers. And, of course, Gabriel has that great mobility to get free of them. However, it will be taken back because of the flag against the Ottawa Uprider. Holding was the call against Ottawa. As you take a good look at Tony Gabriel, who led the CFL this year, not only in receptions, but touchdown passes with 14. So the first down is nullified and actually it was not a holding call it was procedure called against ottawa so the five yard penalty will make it first and 15 and the ball is spotted at the ottawa 42. tom clements who has a great history of coming up big in big games going deep for gabriel it was very nearly picked off by ted provost he could not hang on Really, I thought Tony Gabriel did a great defensive job there because there was that excellent coverage provided on him as we take another look at it. Again, Tom Clements getting good protection. They aren't keeping their, a lot of backs in either. That front line's just doing a great job. But there you saw Gorey and Provost back in protection, and Gabriel really had to do a great job to prevent an interception. It appears that he might have an edge here, but the ball is underthrown. Both defenders there, Provost making a valiant effort for the interception. But Tony Gabriel was there to interfere with him. Ohio State graduate Ted Provost with the big defensive play for Saskatchewan. It is second and 15 Ottawa. The ball at their 42. The screen is set up to Green. 
Flags go down as Green gets out to about the 54. Cut down by Ted Provost. But let's await the penalty call. I think it's going to be holding on Jim Toot. It appeared that Ken McEachern, the inside safety to that side, had good penetration on the play. Toot tried to force him to the outside. The official was right on the spot. He detected holding. And as a result, Ottawa has been called. Well, you're right, Mike. It is holding against Ottawa. Saskatchewan now has the option. They will accept the penalty, make it second down over again, only with 25 yards to go. As the Ottawa team now runs into a string of penalties as we go downstairs to Bill Stevenson. Well, we have the beautiful queen of the festival, Miss Grey Cup, Joe Zaharko of Edmonton. Congratulations, Joe. Thank you. You're a little disappointed. Yeah, I wish the Eskimos would have made it here. Well, we decided to give somebody else a chance. What, you're a little disappointed because you're rooting for Saskatchewan, you told me. Yeah, they'll take it, no you problem. Think they'll come back? Oh, yeah. All right, thank you, Joseph Harko, and congratulations. You make thank a very beautiful Miss Grey Cup. Thank you very much. Joseph Harko, 19 years of age. This is Art Green on the draw. And Ottawa is really doing a job on that Saskatchewan defensive line as Green picks up very close to 13 yards. Still leaves Ottawa 12 yards short in a punting situation. However, Ottawa does get much better field position because of that run by Art Green. Well, we'll see. It's the draw. Saskatchewan was expecting pass with first and over 25 yards to go, of course. But Art Green is able to find some room in that middle area. Doesn't pick up the first down, but allows Ottawa to maintain good field position. They're looking for a big punt now from Jerry Organ. As the clock winds down, this may well be the final play of the opening quarter. Ball bounces in front of Pedersen. Now he picks it up. Gets out to his own 34-yard line, and that's where the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will take over with just a second remaining to be played here in the opening quarter. Ottawa out in front, surprisingly, in the view of most, 10 to nothing on a scintillating 75-yard punt return, the longest in Grey Cup history by Bill Hatanaka. But, Pat, quite apart from that big play by young Bill Hatanaka, I think the other... Uh, feature of the game that will surprise most people is the strength that this Ottawa defense is showing. I don't think there's any doubt about that. However, Saskatchewan will enjoy the benefit of the wind in the second quarter as Lancaster on this final play of the opening 15 minutes delivers complete to Dawson for the first down in front of Wayne Tosh, who makes the tackle at the 48-yard line. And that should be the final play of the opening quarter. The Ottawa Rough Riders are out in front, 10 to nothing. The teams will now switch ends. Saskatchewan will get advantage of the wind, and they'll need it because they trail by 10. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. From our camera high in the sky, you see the look at Exhibition Park here at Exhibition Stadium in Toronto as the Ottawa Rough Riders had 63 net offensive yards compared to 48 for Saskatchewan. But the story, as Mike Wadsworth has pointed out, has been Ottawa's defensive struggle to this point. They have played tight, they've played tough, and really the only big break of the quarter 
was that 78-yard punt returned by Bill Hadanaka. But Saskatchewan now has the win, and they have the greatest catch-up quarterback in the history of the CFL. Ronnie Lancaster at the controls with first down at his own 48. Lancaster for McGee. He makes the catch. On, or Al Brenner makes the tackle as flags go down. Probably interference the call against Brenner, but McGee did an outstanding job to hang on to the ball. I think they're suggesting that Al Brenner came in a little too quickly. You'll see McGee coming as the third man to that right side. Richardson and Dawson are wider at the top of your screen. Coming into the deep middle, Al Brenner moves up definitely before the ball has arrived. However, Molly McGee did an outstanding job of holding on to the ball in any event. Ron Lancaster now with successive throws to Rhett Dawson and Molly McGee has the Riders on the march. 23 yards the game by Saskatchewan. First down at the Ottawa 39. Lancaster for Dawson. He had tripped. And by the time he got up, the ball was beyond him. Good coverage affected that side as well by Rod Woodward and Al Brenner. But undoubtedly, Rhett Dawson in trying to work free of their coverage. His slip had uh, just... Caused a misfiring, a timing between he and Ronnie Lancaster. Lancaster, of course, anticipating the cut he was going to make, was throwing to a spot. Dawson couldn't get there. Actually, it's a very good day for the Grey Cup game as you look at Ronnie Lancaster's brilliant CFL career. The wind is a factor, but it is not too cold that the players can't operate efficiently. Ottawa with six deep backs in there. Lancaster on the throw to Patterson. First down at the Ottawa 25-yard line. The native of Toronto, Leif Patterson, catches the ball in front of Peter Crepin for a big first down. And Ronnie Lancaster stumbles, as you see right there, getting set up. Larry Cameron, 52, is coming on the blitz. Lancaster, however, recovers his poise very quickly to find Patterson breaking out to that sideline area in front of Peter Crepin for a gain of 14 yards. Leif, Pardon me, Leif Pedersen. Leif Pedersen from Toronto, went to Otterbein University, a three-year veteran with Saskatchewan, gives them first down at the Ottawa 25. The Western Riders on the move. Quickly to Bob Richardson, he could not hang on. I think it was Larry Cameron actually doing a great job of getting from his middle linebacking position into Richardson and just knocked the ball out of his hands just after he'd caught it. Let's go downstairs to Don Whitman. Well, the other Richardson, Warren Richardson, wearing a special type of glove with a sandpaper type of finish. Does it help, Warren? Oh, it's tremendous out there today. Uh, feels a little wet, but I'm having no trouble catching the ball or tapping with it. It's uh, way better than your bare hand. Your bare hand gets cold and gets awfully smooth, but this is uh, perfect for a day like today. Provides warmth and gives you an extra grip. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, Warren. It is second and ten, Saskatchewan. Pedersen makes the reception, has the first down into the Ottawa 13. Al Brenner, number 13, makes the tackle, but another Saskatchewan first down as the Western Riders come back. Well, Ronnie Lancaster been going to that quick look into Bob Richardson, the tight end. This time he comes back to the other side. The secondary have been deepening on that defensive right, and Leif Pedersen was open for the quick look in. Here it is again. You see Pedersen from his slot back position just breaking into the open. The secondary was deep. The linebackers weren't there. Lancaster is 7 for 11 in passing so far. First down at the Ottawa 13. They trail 10-0. Lancaster into the end zone. No good. Intended for Missouri. 
with Wayne Koss going high in the air with the Saskatchewan intended receiver. Ronnie Lancaster had also looked short initially to Leif Pedersen. On that play, he had just broken out short to the sideline. Mark Cosmos giving good coverage there. We saw a moment ago Coach George Brancato looking on anxiously. He knows these Western Riders are capable of staying into the game despite the 10-point disadvantage. Here's another look right now at Missouri going high for the ball with the outstanding coverage provided by Wayne Tosh, number 17. 12 minutes, 40 seconds left to play in the half. Ottawa 10, Saskatchewan nothing. Lancaster on second and 10. Throws complete to Pedersen. He should have the first down depending upon the placement of the ball. Peter Crepin, number 10, made the tackle. Now, where do they spot the ball? If it's inside the three, it'll be a first down. Outside, it will not. And it appears that they have spotted it outside the three-yard line. So this would bring up a third and inches situation for Saskatchewan, and I rather suspect they would go for the first down. Well, on that particular play, as we take another look at it, Leif Pedersen again is the slot back to the left side, just running straight down on Crepan, driving him back and then curling in at about that area, but they are short by about a yard or a little less, so Coach John Payne has opted, it appears, to go for the first down yardage. We saw Coach George Brancato last week in the Eastern Final go for a similar amount. They came up short against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's hoping his defensive unit will be able to perform the same kind of great work here against Ronnie Lancaster and company. 99 out of 100 times, you'll see Lancaster hand to his fullback. On a situation like this, look for Molnar. He takes it. Now, I don't know. This is going to be very close. This will be a fraction of an inch one way or the other. Let's take a look at it from our ground-level camera. Notice how deep it is that Ronnie Lancaster is handing off to Molnar. It's a slow-developing play for short yardage. That allows the defensive unit a chance to get in and submarine to come on the attack and to create problems. It's not the kind of quick-hitting play you'd expect with short yardage. They require a measurement on this one. The ball is spotted right at the three, and if that is the case, they will not have the first down, and they don't. The Ottawa defense has come up big again. They stopped them just inches short of the first down, and Ottawa will take over the ball at their own three-yard line. Well, you have to give tremendous credit to that Ottawa defense. Certainly no one coming into the game was giving them the credit that they were giving the Saskatchewan defensive unit but they have been dominant to this point in the first half of play. But I also question the usage of a slow-developing play on short yardage. Time and time again, you're seeing it, and I always wonder why, because it gives the defense the advantage to come on the attack, and that's what Ottawa did. First down, Ottawa, at their own three-yard line. They lead 10 to nothing with 12 minutes left to play in this first half. They give us the green. Green fights his way out over the five to about the six. Cleveland Van, the middle line macker. Brings him down just at about the six-yard line. Ottawa not trying to get too fancy at this point. They just want to move the ball out from their own area. They have a 10 to nothing lead. And the defense coming up very, very big in this opening half. Pat, some people may question why I made the comment I did. You'll see so often in the States that kind of a handoff on short yardage play. But in Canada, with our early motion and the yard off the ball, to me it doesn't make any sense to go on short yardage unless you go with the quarterback sneak or the quick-hitting play. Again, this is Green. 
Green with good second effort gets up close to the nine. He'll be well short of the first down, and Ottawa will be forced to punt. And Saskatchewan once again will enjoy excellent field position as the Ottawa punting unit comes out onto the field. George Brancato, his club was an underdog coming into this game, must be feeling a great sense of satisfaction, but he knows it is far from over despite the fact they lead it 10 to nothing. He's got to be a little concerned right now about this Saskatchewan club getting possession. Certainly well into Ottawa territory. Their punt returners are standing at about the Ottawa 43 because Oregon is kicking into a win. Jerry Oregon stands eight yards in his own end zone. He's had two punts, averaged 44 yards as you saw, and gets a good one away into this win. Pedersen at the 43 is just drilled to the turf by Jeff Turcott, who is always first man downfield. The run back is zero. The punt is 35 yards. And that's pretty good kicking into that wind as the Ottawa Rough Riders continue to lead it 10 to nothing with 10 minutes and 36 seconds left to play in this first half. Saskatchewan needs some points. They had an opportunity. Ottawa closed the door. Let's see what Ronnie Lancaster and that offensive unit can do now. On first down at the Ottawa 43. Molner has the first down. Crepin drags him to the turf at the 30-yard line, but there are flags on the play. Tremendous action, though, by Ronnie Lancaster, looking to his left side, threatening that quick look into Bob Richardson before throwing it out to the right to Steve Molnar. Whether or not that Saskatchewan play will stand, we'll have to get the officials ruling. Procedure is the call against Saskatchewan. Ottawa will accept the penalty. It'll be first and 15 Saskatchewan at the Ottawa 47 when we return. The outstanding Canadian player in today's ball game will receive the CPR Dick Suderman Award. Tickets for two, any place on CP's great, great list of places where they stop off and I would think there's a good chance whoever wins it probably would like to go to Australia well certainly the Far East would be my choice Matt but I don't think I have a shot at the award Ronnie Lancaster 8 for 13 so far still trying to get his club on the board on first and 15 throws the screen to McGee McGee will be very close to a first down in at the Ottawa 33-yard line. Tripped up by Larry Cameron, pinned by Rod Woodward, and let's go downstairs to Tom Campana. Right, Pat, we're facing up and down at the Saskatchewan bench like a cage line, anxious to be in there, but the designated import today, Tom Campana. Tom, it's tough on the sideline. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, hoping for the opportunity pretty soon to get in there. Well, you went out of that game in Edmonton, the semifinal, as a result of an injury occurred in the final league game of the season. What is the extent of that injury? Well, when I did it, I stretched some ligaments, and uh, originally I thought I might have cracked it or uh, tore some ligaments, but I didn't, and it's back to 100% now, so I'm just looking forward to getting in the game. Okay, John Campana, Pat, back to you. Thank you, Don Whitman. Nine minutes and 49 seconds remain in this opening half of the 1976 Grey Cup game. It is a first down Saskatchewan. They trail 10 to nothing. They have the ball at the Ottawa 32-yard line. 
Lancaster. Over the middle, complete to Richardson. He drops the ball. Saskatchewan recovers it, but now do they rule a completed pass? I believe they have, Pat. And I think they should have, too, from our vantage point, looking at it the first time in any event. Bob Richardson was looking for the quick look in and just hooked short. Wide open on the play. You'll see him at the top of your screen, just working back into the middle area. You see his arms waving. There it is. He has the ball. Then he's stripped of it at this point, and it comes free. Ken Moore, 57, has a shot at it. But Leif Pedersen is the man who comes up with it. Saskatchewan has the ball second and about two at the 25. Saskatchewan was in very close to Ottawa's goal area just moments ago. They're threatening again as Molnar takes the handoff. is grabbed by Rudy Sims and appears to be short of the first down. Very quick penetration by number 65, Rudy Sims. It appeared that Mike Dirks was just doing a full block with center Gary Brandt, number 54, but Sims was able to beat the block of Brandt and hold Molnar short. Just across the line of scrimmage, they still require about two yards for the first down. They a will big, not gamble this time as we look at Rudy Sims. Big play by Rudy Sims, the veteran of that defensive line, Pat, and he's played some great football for them over the years. I was just going to say that Bob Macaridi and the field goal unit has come out onto the field. Lancaster will hold. He'll spot the ball at the Ottawa 32, and Macaridi will try to put the Western champions on the board. It is up, and it is good. The Saskatchewan Roughriders are on the board and trail now by just a converted touchdown. The score is Ottawa 10, Saskatchewan 3, with 8 minutes and 13 seconds left to play in this first half. Well, from the Saskatchewan point of view, they have to be pleased with the way in which their offensive club has been moving the ball in the second quarter. Unhappy about the way in which Ottawa's defense held them on the three, but with the amount of football that's left, I'm sure our Western supporters are very pleased to see the way Ronnie Lancaster's been going to the air. Ottawa, despite the fact that they do have that converted touchdown lead, have not been wildly impressive offensively, but have moved the ball when they had to to get out of their own territory. It is first down, Ottawa, at their 35-yard line. Tom Clements, a three-time All-American from Notre Dame, with the handoff to Art Green. Green is upended by Jesse O'Neill after a gain of maybe three. Ottawa running a very conservative attack throughout this first half of play. They've tried to go to Green, generally off tackle to the right or to the left side. On that last occasion, they came back to the weak side. Jesse O'Neill, however, was able to defeat the block of Jim Koo. The ball is spotted just outside the 37, so make it second and eight Ottawa at that point. As you look at Art Green, number 20. Nine carries today, 41 yards. Clements, complete to Foley. He has the first down. There are flags down behind the line of scrimmage. Jim Foley made the first down reception. Holding will be the call against Ottawa. Well, you made the comment about Ottawa's offense sputtering a bit. Certainly penalties have been a big factor there. Here's another time Ottawa has a first down, but it will be called back. They had Gabriel and Kuzik wide to the left. Jim Foley was the only man on that right side, and he was able to get open, but it'll all go for naught. Charlie Brandon called for holding number well, 61. Ottawa, the left offensive guard of the Rough Riders. 
And so Ottawa continues to lead this 1976 Grey Cup game by a score of 10 to 3. We've got 7 minutes, 11 seconds left in the first half. Ottawa's had five penalties, Saskatchewan two. Ottawa called for holding on that previous play and negates the first down, makes it second and about 18. As you look at Tom Clement's passing average today, only two for seven. Couple have been dropped though, Pat. And he comes into this game averaging 60% completions. Clements gets out over the 40 to about the 42. He'll be short of the first down. Roger Gorey flattened him at about the 41, and Ottawa will be putting. A 13-yard gain by Tom Clements, but because of the holding penalty, they'll come up about five yards short. What a career this young fella had at Notre Dame. Three bowl games, three wins, rookie of the year last year, Eastern Conference All-Star this year, Tom Clements from Notre Dame. You know, some people suggest that Conrad Holloway is a scrambler in that unit, but you saw a look at the number of carries and the yardage that he's accumulated over the season. He's a pretty fair runner himself. Jerry Organ's punt is by Steve Mazurek. And Mazurek gets all the way back to the Ottawa 45. Flags are down. No yards will be the call as Jerry Organ cut the legs out from underneath Mazurek. A 24-yard return, and I'm sure that Saskatchewan will decline whatever penalty was coming to them. Well, you'll see that it's a short punt, really, in Missouri, right in the midst of the Ottawa club. By the time he comes up with it, he's by most of the Ottawa punt coverage club. Makes a fine return, however, to the Ottawa 45. As you point out, Saskatchewan quite happy to wave off that no-yards penalty. So the Western Conference champion Saskatchewan Rough Riders have a first down at the Ottawa 45. They trail 10 to 3 with 6 minutes, 19 seconds left to play in this first half. You never count the Western champions out with this man at the controls. Steve Molnar. Good hole as Molnar gets in close to the 37-yard line. He'll have an advance of 8. Upended by Mark Cosmos, number 50. Cosmos, a veteran of Grey Cup competition. He was with Montreal when they won in 70, with Hamilton when they won in 72, with Ottawa when they won in 73. So he's no stranger to the pressure of the biggest game of the year. There's a good look at him. The big outside linebacker of the Rough Riders, Mark Cosmos. And there's a better look. Second and two, Saskatchewan. McGee makes a one-handed grab and will be very close to the first down at the 36-yard line. Peter Krepa and Kenny Moore make the tackle for Ottawa, but let's see where they spot that ball. Well, second and two, Ronnie Lancaster threatens through the air. He had Lee Pedersen going deep, Molly McGee coming out of the backfield, flattening here. He has to turn for the ball, however, which slows him up slightly. Ken Moore, number 57, and Peter Krepa, number 10. Moving in quickly to stop him. I'm sure he'll be a little short, Pat, depending upon the placement of that football. Well, there's a good look at the, the ball. The sticks are out, and as you suggested, Mike, just a little bit short, maybe a foot and a half. So now they bring in Roth and Van. They're going to go for it. This is the second offensive gamble of the game by Saskatchewan. They were unsuccessful in at the Ottawa three. Let's see how they make out. 
just outside the Ottawa 35. We'll see whether or not they go with a quick hitting type of play or the same type of delayed attempt. Mind you, when you're less than a, a yard, in fact, I'd say about a foot or less, the quarterback sneak very often is the best in these circumstances. And I think that's very conceivably what we may see. Lancaster did it twice in the Western Final, kept it himself. He does. He has the first down, but flags are down on the field. Now, did we have a procedure call against Saskatchewan, or did the Ottawa defense jump offside? Well, while we're waiting that call, Pat, I just want to comment that Molly McGee has five receptions for 48 yards in this game already. Outside Ottawa, the call. Saskatchewan will accept the five-yard penalty, and they will have a first down just outside the Ottawa 30-yard line. There you see Larry Cameron in the middle just trying to get that little edge. The officials say he encroached on the one-yard restraining area. That was the reason for the offside. Five minutes, ten seconds left to play in the first half. Saskatchewan threatening to tie it up at ten. They trail ten to three at this moment. Zurich makes the catch for the first down at the 15 in front of Wayne Tosh, who makes the tackle. Tosh collided with Kenny Moore at the 15. He's slow getting to his feet, but it is a first down as we go down to Bill Stevenson. Well, we've got a couple of boys who used to be teammates. That's college days, Ottawa University, Doug Faulkner and Neil Lumsden. Doug, you've had the earphones on, listening to the information up top. What's been happening from there? Uh, not too much. We're trying to find out basically what Ronnie Lancaster's trying to do. He's he's just an old pro. He's been in the league for so long now. It's pretty tough to figure out what he's going to do out there. He's going to try to go for a touchdown now. We'll be back in a moment. Let's go to Pat. Lancaster throws complete to Mazurik. Mazurik will score. Touchdown. within a point of tying it, but Ottawa is complaining that the Saskatchewan offense picked them on the play. Well, a tremendous pattern here. Leaf Pedersen, Steve Mazurik crossing Pedersen to the outside. You see number 71 there, but it's Mazurik who caught the ball coming into the middle. He just winds his way across. A five block there by number 25. Brett Dawson on wonderful Mons to allow Steve Mazurik to get very close to the Ottawa Rough Riders as Bob Macarini will now try the tying point. High pass from center, flags are down, Macarini is good. We've got a tie score at 10, depending upon the outcome of this penalty flag. Offside, Ottawa declined. We are tied up at 10 with four minutes and four seconds left to play in the opening half of the 1976 Grey Cup game. Ottawa led it 10 to nothing. Saskatchewan has come back with 10 unanswered points when they have had the favorable wind at their back. And this is going to go right to the wire as most people anticipated. Well, it's certainly been the passing of Ronnie Lancaster that has allowed the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to come back. Apart from one short run by Steve Molnar, really it's all been through the air, 146 yards the strength of Lancaster's passing arm that has also allowed for that 10 points. 13 for 18, Lancaster passing today. 
He was with Ottawa in the 1960 Grey Cup when they won. He beat Ottawa in 1966. He's looking for his third Grey Cup victory as Bob Macaridi prepares to kick it away for Saskatchewan. Art Green takes it at his camp. A good return by Art Green as he's forced out by Jim Marshall at the 37-yard line. And let's go down now to Don Whitman with Steve Mazurik. Steve Mazurik, you put the Rough Riders back on even terms. What type of pattern was that? Just a, It was a pick route we play, and uh, just great uh, play by everybody. Red Dawson threw a great block at the end there, I so. saw. Well, Steve, we're taking a look at that particular play. Uh, you had to cut back behind some blocking to follow it in. Yeah, I did. Like I say, Red Dawson and the whole line did a great job. Especially Red. He was the only one I could see personally, but he did a great job. You're behind 10 nothing. You fought back. Can you continue this momentum? Sure, we sure can. We'll do it. Okay, thanks very much, Steve Missouri. Congratulations. Back up to you, Pat. First down, Ottawa. Clements on the move. All alone is Cousin. Does he hang on? No. They rule no catch. Well, I'll tell you, that was a chance of a lifetime because Ray Odoms was on single coverage with Kuzik. He bumped him as he was trying to protect his own ground, but Odoms went out of bounds. Gary Kuzik had that entire sideline. There's the bump right there that sends Odom down and out of bounds. Kuzik is all alone. Clements, of course, was running away from that pursuit, eventually got it to him, but Kuzik couldn't hold on. A tremendous opportunity presented to the Ottawa Rough Riders, but because of the great pursuit by the Saskatchewan defense, Tommy Clements couldn't find Kuzik in time. When he did, the ball was underthrown, and Kuzik couldn't hold on. Well, you mentioned, Mike, that they had collided, and obviously they collided in such a situation that the referee feels there was offensive interference. And so, the pass would not have been ruled complete anyway. Ottawa takes a 10-yard penalty and now have the ball back at their 27-yard line, first and 20. Clements throws complete to Foley. He drops the ball. Foley had the ball. Like Kuzik could not squeeze it. It goes incomplete. It'll be second and 20. Again, considerable rush. Tim Roth from the inside. George Wells from the outside. Wells had actually penetrated so much that he was able to get free of that rush, but then was off balance when he was throwing. And we're taking a look now at Molly McGee, who seems to have been shaken up on an earlier play. I believe that's Molly McGee, number 32. Yes, it is. McGee is being taped. You're an old ball player. What's that, a rib injury? It looks well, like it. could very well be that it's a matter of his ribs being damaged slightly. We hope not severely. He's been a great performer in this first half. Second and 20, and Clements again looking to go to the air. Going deep. Picked off by Ted Provost. And Provost is forced out inside the Ottawa 20-yard line. Tom Clements is not particularly hurried on this play. It's a badly thrown ball. Tony Gabriel was much more shallower than that. Covered by Goree. Provo in the deep middle position was able to pick it off. Saskatchewan with a dramatic turnaround. Here's another look at it. You see good protection being afforded to Clements. He's just off the mark on this play. Saskatchewan with the dramatic interception by Provo. 
will have the ball, I believe, inside the Ottawa 30-yard line as he had good blockers there to set up this next offensive series. We'll be back with the score tie 10-all in a moment. There's our shot from our eye in the sky, high above Exhibition Park here at Exhibition Stadium. As you look at the officials walking by, it appears that it was Jacques de Carey who was really shaken up on a block that was thrown intended against Tony Gabriel. It caught the official instead, and he was really laid out on the sideline. There's the replacement official, Floyd Cooper, warming up on the sidelines as they help the injured official off the field. It is not Jacques de Carey. I believe it's Neil Payne, Pat. And he was really leveled. Fortunately, he's up and above. Neil Payne from Winnipeg. Floyd Cooper will come in to replace him. And Saskatchewan will have possession of the ball at the Ottawa 25-yard line. You know, we're so quick to criticize these men in the officials' uniforms when we second-guess them by virtue of our advantage from a replay. But certainly they do a great job. They sustain a lot of risks. And Neil Payne, we certainly hope that you were not too badly shaken up in the play. We've got two minutes, 45 seconds left to play in this first half. It's tied at 10. Saskatchewan, who trailed at one point, 10 to nothing, threatening to take over the lead. They have the ball at the Ottawa 25, first down. Lancaster quickly to Richardson. He breaks the tackle at the 10. Touchdown, Bob Richardson. Rod Woodward could not hang on. Richardson scores. Ronnie Lancaster, the great veteran, read the safety blitz from Al Brenner. The linebackers were coming as well. He looked for that quick hitter to Bob Richardson, who just plowed over despite the attempts by Rod Woodward to stop him short. Bob Richardson, with a tremendous size and power of his, was able to, to drive the lone defender, Rod Woodward, with him into the end zone to put Saskatchewan ahead. Right after by McAuley is good. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are out in front 17 to 10 with two minutes, 33 seconds left. What a play by Bob Richardson. Take a look now. We're just getting another replay of the convert to put it up to 17. I thought we were going to take a look at Bob Richardson for a moment, but just a tremendous job by quarterback Ronnie Lancaster with all of those years of experience being able to detect the blitz coming from that Ottawa defense that has been so strong. The perfect call, of course, against that safety blitz with the linebackers coming as well. The quick look into your tight end. And Bob Richardson with that amazing power, able to just drag Rod Woodward for the last five yards. He broke the tackle, really, of Woodward and dragged Crepe and Stenerson with him into the end zone. So Saskatchewan is out in front by seven as Bob Macaridi prepares to kick it off. And what a tremendous comeback this has been by the Western Riders. The ball fell off the kicking tee, so Macaridi tees it up once again. Ottawa led 10-0 after the first quarter. Saskatchewan has come back with 17 unanswered points, and it was the interception by Provost that set it up. Macaridi dribbles this one down to Ken Moores. Actually, it's Jeff Turcott up to the 40. Jeff Turcott, number 67, took that kickoff 
by Bob Macaridi. Gets up to his own 40, and the Rough Riders, with two minutes and 29 seconds left to play, are now trailing by a converted touchdown. Here's that touchdown play by Bob Richardson. You see that middle area open. Rod Woodward, you're quite correct. He just broke from him. Peter Crepin is right there. Stenerson 23, but he's able to get into the end zone. First down, Ottawa. They have not moved the ball effectively offensively. This is the wingback reverse to Jim Foley. Oh, what a play by Ray Odoms. First of all, he shut the corner down, then got underneath the ball carrier to upend him after a gain of maybe three. Good job by middle linebacker Cleveland Van, number 72. Although he didn't get into the play, he used up the block at number 61, Charlie Brandon, that you see right there. That allowed Ray Odoms to come in unattended and make the block against Foley. There's Van, 72, working against Brandon. Prevented Foley from cracking back to the inside. Also used up that block, as we pointed out, by number 61, Brandon. Ray Odoms, whom you just saw a moment ago, in this ball game because of the injury to Paul Williams. Both former Winnipeg Blue Bombers. On second and nine, Clements throws for Foley, and it is intercepted by Manchuk, 75. Saskatchewan ball at the Ottawa 51. What a play by Bill Manchuk. Tom Clements having a tough second quarter. We saw Ted Provost earlier taking an interception off him. This play, he's looking to the left, coming back to the right, trying to hit Foley. But what linebacking play this is by Bill Manchuk to be able to follow him right to the sideline and come up with that big interception. Here we see it, Manchuk falling off with Foley right there, recovering, following him to the sideline. Foley had an edge on him, but the ball thrown a little behind. A minute 40 left to Steve Molner is written down by Mike Finucci back in the line of scrimmage. Flags are down. We'll await the referee's decision on this one as Fanucci broke in very quickly to nail Steve Molner about seven yards back. Holding the call against Steve Mazurik, number 70. Ottawa will, in all probability, decline the penalty because they were able to nail the Saskatchewan ball carrier for a big loss anyway. And so it will be second down. Well, the only thing is this, though, Pat. They have to be concerned about the field position that Saskatchewan has now with just a minute and a half left to play, so... So they accepted the... They declined the penalty and make it second and eight. Right. Hartman. Molly McGee is out of the lineup, as you saw moments ago, being taped up with a rib injury. As Lancaster goes down in the arms of Mike Raines way back at the 34-yard line of Saskatchewan. What a play by Mike Reigns. Well, that defensive left side for Ottawa coming up big on two successive plays. Mike Finucci last time, number 78. Mike Reigns this time doing an outstanding job of getting in on Ronnie Lancaster, who was trying to roll to that side. It'll be third and about 37 yards to go, Saskatchewan, with a minute 25 left in this first half as you take a good close-up look at Mike Reigns. Art Green at the top of your screen, and Bill Hatanaka, number 16, who returned a punt 78 yards in the opening quarter for a touchdown, back awaiting this punt from Macarini, who just got it away under a heavy rush from Ottawa. Green at his 43 goes down at the 45 in the arms of Tim Roth, number 66. And so, with a minute and one second left, 
after that 33-yard punt by McReady. Ottawa has a first down just outside their 45. Al Brenner very nearly was in to block that punt. McAready accepted a high pass from center, and that gave Brenner the time he needed to get in there, but just missed the ball. Tom Clements has gone all the way at quarterback for Ottawa. He's in there now, number two. The Ottawa Green. And he's met right in the hole by Frank Landy, number 62. Clements possibly a little shaken up by the two interceptions he's given up with less than three minutes remaining in the second quarter. You would expect with just one minute remaining to play and down seven points with the field advantage they have, they may be going to the air trying to work that clock and trying to get on the board, but he opts for the draw play right off the bat. Second and nine. Clements for Kuzik makes the catch at the 30-yard line. Now, what is the ruling? Let's take a look at Gary Kuzik. He does a great job here of breaking off his pattern. It appears initially that he is covered short. You see Provost in the picture. Number 12, Ray Odoms, is there as well. Now he breaks it upfield, gets open here, has to turn for the ball before he's pushed out of bounds by number 10, Ted Provost. There was quite a commotion at the Ottawa bench. Whether or not they were alleging that Kuzik was roughed at that point or not, we don't know. Mike, I think what the concern was, and it was, in fact, a penalty flag thrown, Clements had crossed the line of scrimmage before delivering the ball, and so the pass is incomplete, and it will bring up a third down. What I was concerned about, though, was right at the Ottawa bench where Kuzik went out, because Brad Caddo and the rest of that bench were quite upset. I think they were suggesting that Ted Provost had pursued Kuzik out of bounds, and that there ought to have been a rough play call. I wasn't able to see it because of all the players at the bench itself. It is third down with 40 seconds left to play in the half. Saskatchewan leading it 17 to 10. And Ottawa forced to punt as Jerry Organ drops back inside his 35-yard line. Good high punt by Organ. Forces Patterson back inside his 20. Turcotte is down quickly. And flags go down. The indication, no yards against Jeff Turcotte. 44 yards into the wind. The punt by Jerry Organ. The no yards penalty will give Saskatchewan much better field position out around their 27-yard line. I'll tell you, you see the players in your picture right now discussing matters. Tempers are wearing a little thin. Both clubs very edgy in this hard-fought game. Initially, this skirmish appeared to be between 58 Sam Holden of the Western Riders and 67 Turcotte of Ottawa. Mark Cosmos, the defensive captain of the Eastern Rider Club, now just trying to get things sorted out and calm that team down. What they don't need are any more penalties. Penalties have been a factor against the Riders, particularly in any offensive marches they have attempted to put together. With 31 seconds left in this first half, does Ronnie Lancaster opt for the big play? Don't be surprised if he does. He has a first down at his 28-yard line. 192 to 87, the total offense favoring Saskatchewan. They lead it 17 to 10 and go with a single back in that backfield. That is Steve Molnar. Molnar gets out to about the 39, which will be a first down. Wonderful Mons making the tackle for Ottawa. Well, when you talk about that 192 yards, Pat, most of that coming in the second quarter, almost all of it off the passing arm of Ronnie Lancaster. 
coming through with a kind of performance that CFL fans have learned to expect from him and that Western fans in particular were hoping for this afternoon. He's good on 14 of 19 so far for 171 yards. 15 seconds left to play in the half. First down, Saskatchewan at their own 39. Lancaster going deep. Logan looking for Brian O'Hara. And the play was well broken up by that deep secondary of the Ottawa Rough Riders. Well, it's almost here, and I'll tell you, even though you have the lead, you don't want to take a risk, but there's no risk involved in that ball because it traveled so far, further than most of Bob Macarini's punts. But Brian O'Hara is certainly not a regular performer for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Very close to a moment of glory there. Well, Lancaster, at 38 years of age, threw the ball better this year than at any time in his 17 years, as George Brancato, obviously concerned after his club jumped out in front 10-0. They trail 17-10, and this will likely be the final play of the first half. As Moeller takes the handoff, gets out over the 45, upended by Rod Woodward as the gun sounds to end the first half of play. A complete reversal. Ottawa jumped out in front 10-0 when they had the wind advantage, but in fact, it was a great punt return of 78 yards by Bill Hatanaka that enabled them to get out in front 10-0. And then they changed ends, and Saskatchewan scored 17 unanswered points. They laid it 17-10 on touchdowns by Missouri and Richardson and the field goal by Bob Macaridi. And now, let's go over to Ernie Afghanis. All right, and you know, as we look at that first half of play, you have to admit it's one of the best halves of football we have seen in Grey Cup history. The second half of the Grey Cup game about to get underway here at Exhibition Stadium in Toronto, and what a contest it is. As you see the panoramic view from the helicopter overhead of Exhibition Place. And Frank, uh, you couldn't ask for a tighter situation of the half, seven points between them. Saskatchewan with momentum, but Ottawa by no means dead. Great offensive comeback in that second quarter by Saskatchewan. We'll see if they can continue. Here's the kickoff. Bounding down to the area of the 25-yard line. Luke Clare across the 35, the 36-yard line, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders will have the wind advantage in this third quarter, which will swing over in the fourth quarter to the Ottawa Rough Riders, who had the second-half choice. All the points have been scored with the win so far in the Grey Cup game. 27 of them and 17 belong to Saskatchewan. That's how they stand statistically through the first two quarters of this game. Tom Campana, the designated import, is in in place of Molly McGee, who will not be back today, reportedly. Here's the pass to Campana, and he's hauled down right at the line of scrimmage, the 36-yard line by Rod Woodward, number 26. Molly McGee, we saw his ribs being taped up, obviously shaken up severely enough to keep him out of the rest of the action. Great pressure there came from Ken Moore, number... This then is second down and nine. They got a yard on the last play, the 37-yard line. Flags fly. Ottawa could be offside. The pass to nowhere. The 50-yard line. No receiver there for Ron Lancaster. Don Barker, Vancouver, the referee. Sorting out the penalty. 
which appeared to be offside against the Ottawa Uprighters, and is. That'll move it up five. Gets Saskatchewan second down over again. Now they'll have four yards to go. Ottawa's had all kinds of problems as you see him going offside on the play. The three. <coughs> all right, so it's been a major problem for the riders from the east. Richardson. Brett Dawson, wide left. Zurich on the right side. Here's Molnar. Molnar at the 47-yard line will have the first down for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Woodward there to make the stop along with Mark Cosmos, number 50. There's Steve Molnar, the young man who filled in so admirably after the retirement of George Reed and picked up 822 yards rushing this year. And he had a 4.6-yard average. Pass thrown badly in behind Red Dawson by Ronnie Lancaster, who at times has not looked sharp in throwing today. Lancaster appeared to be momentarily shaken up way back in the first quarter when he nearly gave up a safety touch. Don Ronnie has uh, certainly had a high completion percentage, 15 of 21 so far in this ball game for 170 yards. Of course, the go-ahead touchdown was to Bob Richardson, number 77, the big tight end. Zurich goes right on the left side. Richardson and Dawson for second down and ten. Big charge on Lancaster, and it is almost picked off by Wonderful Mons. There's a penalty marker down while they sort it out. Let's check in with Don Whitman. Thank you, Don. We're disappointed being out of the ball game. Molly McGee in great pain at the moment. Molly, what's the problem? I cracked a couple of ribs on a pass in the middle. Very difficult for you to talk right now, too, isn't it? Okay, Molly, we hope that heals real soon, and it's too bad that you can't play the rest of this ball game. Okay, Don Chevrolet, back to you. Well, that's a tough break for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Offside Ottawa was the call. It was Rudy Sims, number 65. Team showed a lot of courage there. They blitzed safety man Al Brenner once again on the play. That's how Saskatchewan picked up that Bob Richardson touchdown in the first half. Lancaster flares one out for Rep Dawson against Wayne Tosh. Tosh has him at the 47. It's going to be another Saskatchewan first down as Lancaster works this team downfield methodically. As we see this out pattern by Rhett Dawson once again, number 25, Tosh number 17. Defensive corner on Ottawa's right side is just giving Rhett entirely too much room. Tosh, of course, was a fellow beaten by Terry Evanson for that touchdown in the Hamill Ticats in that final game in Eastern Conference. This is Baller, met by Cosmos around the 43-yard line. He'll have three to four yards. Molnar, rather ineffective in the first half, beginning to move now with the ball as John Payne looks on, the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, leading by seven at 17 to 10. Ten points for Ottawa, consecutively with the win, then 17 in a row for Saskatchewan when they have the following win to the second quarter. We are now three and a half minutes into the third. This is second down. 
No good. Telestrator, Ronnie. Telestrator. That was Leif Patterson with Peter Crepan defending as he dropped the ball right there. It's going to be third down and six for Saskatchewan. Well, let's take a look at that once again. If we can start this play up, we'll catch. Stop it right there. You'll see Al Brenner once again coming into your picture, number 13 on that safety blitz. We've talked about it on the previous play. That's exactly how the Ottawa defensive secondary got caught in the first half when Ron Lancaster found Big Bob Richardson for that major score. Brenner doesn't put any pressure on Lancaster, and that, of course, eliminates one defensive back from the Ottawa secondary. This is going to be a 50-yard field goal attempt by Bob Macaridi. About 51 when Ron Lancaster puts it down. Macaridi has got it! As the cannon goes off in the end zone, Saskatchewan has a 10-point lead. A 51-yarder by Bob Macaridi, and the Western Riders are on top again by 10. That field goal by Macaridi missed by a yard. The Grey Cup game record set by Dave Cutter last year, a 52-yarder. But his 51-yarder has put the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. There's one of them, Bob Richardson, on top by 20 to 10. Richardson, who scored a big touchdown in the Western Final, a big touchdown in the first half of this Grey Cup game. Hey, Donnie, that was really one of the greatest catches I've ever seen in playoff history in the Western Conference. The one which Richardson caught against the Eskimos. He proves a man does not necessarily need two hands. Here is Tom Clements, first down, 35. Tony Gabriel, first down, Ottawa, a gain of 16 yards. Cleveland Van forced him out at the 51-yard line. Well, you see just a quick out by Gabriel, and he does it all on his own once he gets the ball. That's McEachern he gets away from, number 20. And you see the blitz here by Bill Manchuk, the linebacker on the far side from Saskatchewan. Both teams now are blitzing their opposing quarterbacks. He does not, however, pressure Tommy Clements. Back to live action. From the Ottawa 51. Has four yards near midfield. Luclair made the tackle. Let's check in now with Bill Stevenson. This is Hap Scholdice, the director of officials for the Canadian Football League. Hap, tell us what happened in the first half to your officials. Uh, Neil, Payne, uh, Neil Payne, our head linesman, uh, got hit by a player, knocked to the ground, and took a whiplash. He was unconscious for a couple of minutes. Our standby official, Floyd Cooper, went into the game. Payne is feeling better now. He's better now. Yes, he is feeling better. All right, we'll go back to the action, and thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. Clements made a motion to Palazzetti and rolls left and keeps the ball. Saskatchewan 50. Saskatchewan 40-yard line. And again, it was Cleveland Van who tracked him down. One of the matchups I've been looking at all day is Jeff Turcott against George Wells. That's Wells who is circled right there. Turcott is number 67, the left offensive tackle. Watch the job Turcott does. Clements has had a lot of time during the course of this football game. Wells finally gets rid of Turcott, but Clements manages to avoid him with that fake right there, and Clements takes off on his biggest run so far this afternoon. First down for the Ottawa Roughriders at Saskatchewan's 40. And a gain of 15 yards. Gabriel, good catch. 
Good first tackle thrown on him at the 36-yard line by Ken McEckert. In fact, a saving tackle because had Gabriel not been contained by McEcker and there was wide open space between himself and the goal line. The score is 20 to 10 for Saskatchewan, a 51-yard field goal by Bob Macaridi. The only scoring play so far in the third quarter. We're about midway through. Eight minutes and 25 seconds to play. And it's so very important to this Ottawa ball club to keep possession as they're working against this win coming out of the south here at Exhibition Stadium. That is Art Green across the 35 to about the 33-yard line. Ottawa's had a lot of trouble trying to handle Cleveland Van, the middle linebacker, who's circled right there. They tried to do it this time with Tom Schutte stepping behind his offensive center and coming up and hitting Van, number 72. Van fights off the block fairly effectively. Schutte is number 56. Van gets in on the stop. It'll be third and three for Ottawa, and it appears that they will bring in Jerry Argon. There's Neil Payne, who is injured in the second quarter, relieved by the spare official Floyd Cooper at headlinesman. He'll go attempt from the 40-yard line by Oregon, held by Woodward. He's got it. Once again, they are only a touchdown apart. As Oregon's field goal makes it Saskatchewan Rough Riders 20, Ottawa Rough Riders 13, a little over seven minutes until the end of the third quarter of the 1976 breakup game. Seven minutes until the end of the third quarter. And it's Saskatchewan on top by seven at 20 to 13, following Jerry Organ's field goal, offsetting the 51-yarder kicked earlier in this quarter by Saskatchewan's Bob Macaridi. And has been the pattern all day. Saskatchewan, as Ottawa has chosen to do so earlier, will go from the 35-yard line. And Matt Schildice, the official supervisor, huddling with uh, members of his staff at the timing bench because I think the clock ran down an extra 11 seconds after the field goal by Jerry Organ went through and are making note of an adjustment in time. Bill Stevenson's there. He'll let us in on it in just a moment. Let's go on, Bill. Let's get right into the action. We'll find out for you exactly what the discussion is. Take a look at Ron Lancaster. Wants to move this Saskatchewan ball club. You see his passing stats for the afternoon so far. What a great afternoon. The 1976 outstanding player in Canada has had so far. Maybe I can jump in for a moment, fellas, because half Dice is here. Can tell us what's going on with the clock. What is it happening? Uh, the clock has lost 21 seconds or gained 21 seconds, Bill. Okay, half turn around. Going, we'll let everybody have a look at you here. Right there. We're going to straighten the clock out. We've either lost or gained 21 seconds. I'm not sure exactly which it is, but we're straightening it out now. I see. Well, thank you very much, Hap. And the big thing we've got going in this ball game, as far as I'm concerned, is look at all those points. They're all scored by Canadians. 33 points. It's quite a day for the homebrews. All right, Don. Well, uh, that clock did keep ticking, so uh, they have lost the time. And they will adjust accordingly as they advise the Ottawa captains now of the timing situation down on the field. I'll tell you, the enthusiasm of this crowd, which was electric at kickoff time, is building as this game goes on, as the drama intensifies, and the tension is increased. 7.04 is the time on the clock on the board. We suspect they have an extra, perhaps 20 seconds still left on top of that. Saskatchewan goes from the 35 of the first half. 
Rollner dropped the ball. He was at the 35-yard line. He was challenged there by Ken Moore, the linebacker, number 57, and did not hang on to it. He was very, very well aware of Ken Moore, the great linebacker of the Ottawa Rough Riders, who picked up a fumble in that final game against the Hamilton Ticats. Very key turnover for the Riders in that ball game. Second and ten for Saskatchewan. They found the missing time. The clock started on this play. Did not run on the last play. Good look there at Ken Moore. Who forced Bowler. Now Lancaster is going to go deep down the middle. He's got Richardson. Center field. The Ottawa 52-yard line. First down. Western Riders. Larry Cameron and Mark Cosmos combined to bring him down. As we look at it from the end zone, once again, Lancaster has all kind of time to throw that football. Great blocking in there by the offensive line led by Ralph Galloway. Look how many people it takes to bring the big tight end from Saskatchewan down. It's his fourth reception for 63 yards on the afternoon and, of course, one major score. For Richardson, tipped, and they cannot make the interception on the deflection. Lunging forward was Peter Crepe, and it was tipped by Ken Moore, the linebacker, number 57. You talk about the Canadians, there's one of them, Richardson. Such a dynamic force in this game. It's going to be very difficult to choose that outstanding Canadian player award, a Canadian Pacific award at the end of the game, not to mention the outstanding player awards offensively and defensively. But we've got a long way to go to make our minds up with six minutes left in the third quarter. Saskatchewan leading 20 to 13. Richardson again at the 36. Hit by Alan Brenner. They can't seem to find a way Frank to contain this big tight end of Saskatchewan, Bob Richardson. I'll tell you, Ronnie, Ronnie Lancaster's having his problems after he gets rid of the ball. Watch Benucci, number 68, beats his former Rough Rider teammate from the east. Miller, number 67, the right offensive tackle, and Panucci really drops Lancaster after he gets rid of this football. Ottawa's 36-yard line is Saskatchewan's point of scrimmage on first down. This is Steve Bowler. Panucci got a piece of him. Then he got help from Mark Cosmos. There'll be no gain. See you, Don. I, we talked about Miller, the problems he's having. Look, look at him once again. He's 67, the right offensive tackle. I think he should have been called for holding here. He appeared to me to be grabbing Panucci from the back. If that's not holding, I haven't seen it. And Panucci grabs Steve Moeller's face mask. We can back it up just a minute. We can see both of those penalties. Stop it right there and move it just a bit forward now. You'll see him grab the face mask. Back to live action. That's our referee in chief. Frank Rigney. <laughs> Lancaster. Dawson had the big 40, threw the ball out of bounds. Under some pressure back there. Rep Dawson. Running a long way out and knocking down part of a barrier here. And some fans went for the football and they uh, did not get away with it. The authorities moved in on them. Going to be third down from the 36-yard line. Dawson trots off and George Brantato's there. Getting his defense organized. I you made a great comment in the Eastern Final. Don Brantato spent so much time on the field, he thought he was back in his playing days. They almost got his old sweater out of mothball. Macaridi 
was good from 51, will now try from the 43-yard line. Another Saskatchewan field goal. Wide, Art Green out of the end zone, the 10-yard line. Green out of bounds, the 14. Roger Gorey chased him out. Looked as though Macaridi did not get enough into that field goal. Floated up there, came down short and wide. And Art Green brought it back to give Ottawa possession with four minutes and seven seconds of third quarter playing time remaining. It's 20 to 13 for the Western Riders. I'm sure Ottawa's very satisfied with what's going on so far in the third quarter, Don. They've traded field goals with Saskatchewan, and of course the win advantage is with the Rough Riders from the West. Jeff Avery heads wide left. Tom Clements has gone all the way at quarterback for Ottawa. Art Green. Two yards, maybe three at the 17. George Wells, the defensive end, and Frank Landy right next to him, a defensive tackle, made the stops. I'm going to show you another example of great line play. Watch Shooty once again, 56, step behind his offensive center and try to block Cleveland Van, number 72, the rookie linebacker of Saskatchewan. Van just moves right up in that line and stops the hole, and he gets help, of course, from Landy making the stop, but a good play by the middle linebacker of Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan with a tremendous passing attack today. Over 200 yards. We're still in the third quarter. Clements for Gabriel. First down at the 26-yard line. Tony Gabriel, the top Canadian of the year, stepping out of bounds with a gain of nine yards. Enough for the first down. We have three minutes and two seconds left in the third quarter, and it's Saskatchewan 20, Ottawa 13, and Grey Cup 1976. Tom Clements almost went out of this ballgame on that last play before the uh, commercial interruption. There's Jeff Turcott missed the block on George Wells. Actually, he hit him pretty good initially, as you see him knocking down there. But Wells got up with his great pursuit and really drilled the young quarterback of Ottawa. He got up very slowly after that one. First down of the 26-yard line. Clements staying in there. Art Green across the 40, the 30 and 35. He's got about nine yards. Art Green makes the Ottawa offense go. Jesse O'Neill and Ted Provost combined to bring him down. Green today in his rushing for the Ottawa Rough Riders has picked up 60 yards in 14 carries. There he is, number 20 for the Eastern Riders. Top rusher in the East, second of the country to Jim Washington of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. John Palazzetti fights for and may have picked up a first down that is going to be close. Manchuk and Wells reacting defensively for Saskatchewan. He had that far to go. Let's see how close he came to it. Depending on the spotting of this football, they put it down around the 36-yard line. Frank, I don't know. He might not have it. It's going to be very, very close, Don. What a tough decision for Coach George Brancato and his... Everybody wants a look. Odin's leaning in. Oh, they don't make it. They're short by a matter of inches. 
Brancato, I'm sure, is thinking about last week in a decision of this nature. You see 69, George Wells helping to stack up Palazzetti, the ball carrier, number 21. It does not appear that there's any action at the Ottawa bench, so you would have to assume that they're going to go for it on this third and one-foot situation. They have a lot less to go than they had against Hamilton last week. Late in the fourth quarter when they gambled, they did not make it. A big gamble right here. Clements keeps, oh, he slipped a bit, leaned forward. I think he's got the first down. But he lost his footing, as you saw, starting out on the play. Appeared to lean forward far enough to allow the Ottawa drive to continue. We'll see where they put it down. I didn't really think footing was going to play much of a part in this ballgame, Don, but it certainly has uh, in this ballgame. See Clements as he slips right here, reminiscent of Ronnie Lancaster in the first half, slipping in his own end zone, almost getting caught for a safety touch. But it is an Ottawa first down at the 37-yard line. Tom Clements, second-year pro from Notre Dame. What a poised young quarterback he is, considering his lack of overall experience in professional company. Makes the Palazzetti rolling out. Oh, and it was to Kuzik at the 55-yard line. Oh, what a defensive play by Ray Odoms, who timed his contact with the receiver and the ball just perfectly. We talked about the blitzing of both ball clubs. Watch Manchuk come from Tommy Clements' backside, and he gets to the young quarterback from Ottawa once again. That's twice in this quarter that Clements has gone down very, very hard. Manchuk comes from his back, number 75. He's taking a beating trying to throw that football. And Kuzik is trying to catch it. This is second and ten of the Ottawa 37. Minute 13 to play in the third quarter. Saskatchewan leads 20 to 13. For Foley, a good goal. He dropped the ball. He had it for a split second and let it get away at the Saskatchewan 50-yard line against three defenders. You, Don, you called me a referee a while ago. Let's take another look at, a, at what I thought was a, it should have been a holding call. That's Charlie Brandon there, number 61. Watch him as he's working against Landy, 62. Watch him, number 61. If we stop it right there, keep your eye on Brandon, 61. <laughs> I'll tell you, if another official goes out of this game, you may be going in. <laughs> You see a good secondary shot there as that ball is really delivered. Super by Clements. An excellent throw to Foley who dropped the football. Well, he was trying to make a catch under difficult circumstances there. Campana is back with Marshall at the 35-yard line for this punt from Jerry Organ, which is going to be a, a run by Organ. And it all opened up for him. He's got a first down. Midfield still going at the 45-yard line. Jerry Organ at the 30. Organ at the Saskatchewan. 21 yard line. He fooled everybody. I'll tell you, Donnie fooled me as well as he got that ball back 51 yards. The story of this ball game so far for Ottawa has been their specialty teams. What a great return. Finally stopped by Tom Campana and Brian O'Hara. 16, but another big play by that Ottawa specialty team. First down on Saskatchewan's 21. Only 19 seconds remain in this third quarter. 
I just like. Oh, it's right to Cleveland Van. He picked it off for Saskatchewan. They'll go for the 25-yard line. He put the ball right up into the area of Cleveland Van, who was the closest man to it. You see Van right in the middle of your screen, number 72. Somehow he always seems to be around the ball in the Ottawa-Saskatchewan games because earlier this year when these two teams played, he intercepted Conrad Holloway on Ottawa's 15-yard line and ran it right back into the end zone. A big turnover for Saskatchewan. Interception number three it is for the Saskatchewan defenders today. And a big one right there, giving them the ball at the 25-yard line thanks to Cleveland Bank. Tom Campana has a yard at the 26, taken down by Mark Cosmos. And that is it. Time is out. The gun sounds, and at the end of the third quarter, the score is Saskatchewan 20, Ottawa 13. Here's to the everyday things that end up being everything. Here's to all things simple with casual clothing and footwear from Marks. Don Whitman here with Cleveland Van at the Saskatchewan bench. A big interception, Cleveland. How about the ball game? How's it going in the second half? The way you figured? Yeah, we are pretty much here. If we stick the bases, we can uh, play against anybody. You got fooled by Jerry Organ. Oh, yeah, but... Uh, that's a big expect. It was a big play on uh, Ottawa's part, but you have to be more alert. That interception of yours, you had that figured perfectly, did you? Well, I just happened to be in the right place. Cleveland, congratulations on a fine play and continued success. Thank you. Second down, nine, Lancaster, respond Patterson for a Saskatchewan first down. Peter Stenerson cut him down at the 43-yard line. Well, he took quite a beating from Pedersen and middle linebacker Cameron, number 52. See Larry dropping back in the middle of your screen there and watch the shot he gets on Pedersen. Cameron hitting first and then he paid for that reception. There he is. He's been a big force with Campana injured. Well, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders now Campana's in for the injured Molly McGee and this is Steve Muller. Bowler at the 49-yard line has about five, halfway to a first down. Here's Bill Stevenson. Well, Dan Yoakum is the Shenley Award winner as the outstanding offensive lineman in Canada from the Montreal Alouettes. Dan, you see the game better here than you do up in the stands. It's what you're used to. What do you think is going to happen? Well, the game's close and anything can happen, but uh, Ronnie Lancaster is keeping his poise like uh, you knew he would, and he's picking apart that fast defense pretty well. Both teams are uh, seem to be going to the passing game and not establishing much running, so I think uh, Regina would have to have the advantage at this point. And Lancaster's the man. Yeah, all the way. All right. Thank you very much, Dan Yoko. That was Leif Patterson again doing his thing for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And you see Ken Moore coming from the outside on the blitz here, trying to get to Ron Lancaster, leaving that short flat area wide open. Moore's number 57. He's picked up by Steve Molner. That's why the area out in the short flat was so wide open. There's Ken Moore. He's having a big day for the Eastern Riders. And so is the man who caught the ball, Patterson. He's caught five today. 
This is first down at midfield for Saskatchewan. Campana has about four yards of the Ottawa 51-yard line. Saskatchewan grinding it out methodically. Ken Moore again made the tackle. They've come on the turnover from their 25-yard line. And after three quarters, in total offense, Ottawa has narrowed by rushing mainly. That's Saskatchewan overall lead. But the big difference is in passing with Saskatchewan having 218 yards. Ronnie's now 20 out of 30 for the day, so he's having an excellent afternoon. As most everybody thought he would. Way over the head of Missouri at the 35-yard line. Brenner was back there. Even he couldn't get to it. He was in behind the Saskatchewan pass receiver. So it goes down to third and six now. This Saskatchewan drive is finally stalled. Well, Ronnie didn't see left. Lee Patterson, number 71, breaking out on a very similar play because Ken Moore, once again, that weak side linebacker had blitzed on the play. Patterson was wide open in the flat. One of the other Saskatchewan receivers, Rhett Dawson, 25, as he trips over Mons going downfield. There was Patterson on the far side of the field who was wide open. This is Bob Macaridi, the Saskatchewan punter. High snap to him. He skins it along the turf. It goes to the 45-yard line. They'll call no yards against Saskatchewan. Wayne Toss picked it up. And it was a minor miracle that Macaridi even got the ball away. Once, once again, we see slippery footing causing a problem again. Snap is very, very high, as you said, Don. Macaridi went up, knocked it down, and then slipped. Cosmos almost blocked it right there. Just a seven-yard kick. Then they take the walk-off for the no-yards penalty and put the ball down to the Ottawa 54-yard line. That's the second high snap for Gary Brandt. You're right about Cosmos. He was a hair away right there from blocking it and forcing that ball farther downfield. A putter's nightmare for Bob Macaridi. Here come the Ottawa Rough Riders trailing 20-13, to 13, just under 12 minutes left. For Tony Gabriel, no good. He had three defenders chasing him and could not catch up with the football. Ottawa has sent in young Bill Hananaka, who, of course, ran 79 yards earlier in this game on the punt return. There's George Brancato. He and uh, John Payne share... Uh, an equal level of anxiousness right now as it's coming down to the final 11 and a half minutes of the Grey Cup. They're a touchdown apart. There's Bill Hadanaka, number 16, wide left. Second down. Clements challenged down to the 45 by George Wells. Everybody talks about Wells' quickness, but watch what he does to Jeff Turcott here, number 67. He just picks up the big left tackle of the Ottawa Rough Riders and throws him away. Right there. Wells, of course, has great speed at 6'4", 235 pounds. He's not one of the biggest defensive ends in the country, but he's certainly one of the fastest. Frank, I want to tell you, you saved your neatest circles for Grey Cup Day. That's the way the season should end. Hi, thank you, Doc. Here's Oregon. Good snap. Not a very good kick, though. Didn't get much into it. 
Gets an Ottawa bounce inside the Saskatchewan 25 to Tom Pancana. And he is back to the 23-yard line. Let's join Don Whitman once again. Well, George Wells just made a big play. George, uh, all afternoon you've been trying to get to that quarterback, and that's the first time you got through. Yeah, I've been slipping a little bit, and I've been I've been beating him. and just uh, getting a little extra. I'm not getting out of himself. But the last half, I've got it coming. Is that line play pretty tough? Yeah, I thought Turk, I was telling him, I thought he was. You felt he was going to be able to hang on? I hope so. I think so. We're getting up for it. Okay, George Wells. Back up to you, Don. All right, Don. 23-yard line. First down, Saskatchewan. 10.50 left. It wasn't an echo, folks. This is the Don Don Show. Campana cut down by Jim Piaskoski at the 21-20-yard line. That'll cost him three yards as the defensive end came knifing through. Number 73. Big second down for Saskatchewan here. Without the wind, they are in danger of giving this ball back to Ottawa in the vicinity of midfield unless this drive continues. They have to believe that Ronnie's going to put the ball in the air once again because they've only managed 41 yards rushing the ball all afternoon. Ottawa's defense is most impressive against the rush. Second and 13 now. Campana swings out of there. Lancaster throws it to him. Too low. Lancaster is being challenged by the linebacker Mark Cosmos and Larry Cameron. So uh, it's going to be third down and 13. Saskatchewan's putting team comes out of the field. They'll be putting from near the 20-yard line. 2013 Saskatchewan leads. Just under 10 minutes of the Great Cup game remains. Oh, the stories this battered old trophy could tell. The Grey Cup. And in the final 10 minutes now, we will soon be able to tell which of these teams will possess it for 1976. Third down, Saskatchewan. Macaridi stationed near his five-yard line to kick into a win. The snap into his hands from Brandt. But the kick hangs up around the 50-yard line. And for the Ottawa Rough Riders, Bobby Myrick brought it back to the Saskatchewan 50, so indeed Ottawa does have better than midfield position for an attempted comeback drive. I'll tell you, they're off. their defense just keeping keeping the uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders pinned down in their own end or giving Ottawa Rough Rider offensive unit plenty of chances. Saskatchewan leads this ball game 2013, 9-22 remaining. Avery left, Adonaka wide right. Foley in the slot. This is Art Green, picks his way to the 45. He's got about five in the grasp of the big Jesse O'Neill, Saskatchewan's left defensive end. Nine minutes exactly remaining now. John Payne with Ron Lancaster at the Saskatchewan bench. A big task for John Payne's team right now is to stop the Ottawa Rough Riders. They're a touchdown down at 20 to 13. Clements for Foley, 33 yard line, Ottawa first down. Clements went shopping for a receiver and at the very last moment he found number nine, Jim Foley. 
tell you what a tremendous job of getting this football away too. George Wells gets caught to the inside and allows Clemens to get to the outside, but he just manages to dump that ball off to Foley. They gave him an extra two yards. Watch where they placed the ball, the 31. He went out in the 33. Well, let's take a look at it once again, Don. Are you joining me on the officials team here? I can't let you work alone. It is the 31-yard line. First down, Ottawa. Pitch to Green. And he is into the 27 where Frank Landy finally stopped him. Trying to follow a block from Charlie Brandon. Right guard, number 61. Eight minutes remaining now. Four, five yards it was for Green on that carry. Remember, if they're tied, it'll be overtime. Two ten-minute halves, a brand-new minigame will begin. Right now, Saskatchewan clinging to a one-touchdown lead as Ottawa presses for the tying points. Palazzetti on the draw. Saskatchewan have him at the 25-yard line, a one-yard gain. They are four short of the first down. Tim Roth and Jesse O'Neill were there to make the containment. And now the Ottawa field goal team makes its entry. And while we await their arrival, 7.25 remain. Don't go away. Don Chevrier with Frank Rigney as we move down to the final seven minutes and 23 seconds of regulation time in the Grey Cup. Jerry Organ with Rod Woodward lining up a field goal from the 32-yard line. But remember, Organ does not always come through with the play that they call. This time he does, and he's got three points. George Brancato takes the points, but he can get them on third and four. And now, Ottawa trails Saskatchewan by four at 20 to 16. The clock shows seven minutes and seven seconds remaining. This, Frank, is turning out to be just a tremendous Grey Cup game, and I expect a tremendous finish. Certainly one of the most exciting offensive ball club, or ball games we've had in several years. Much more explosive than the last two between the Montreal Alouettes and the Edmonton Eskimos as we look at both very, very much concerned coaches. John Payne there on your left, and, of course, Brent Cato on your right. Saskatchewan going for 35. Lancaster for Patterson. First down, a gain of 12. That is his sixth reception of the day. And Peter Stenderson made the tackle, number 23 for Ottawa. And once again, Ronnie is so effective catching those linebackers on those blitzing situations. Watch Cameron here, number 52, as he comes trying to get pressure on Lancaster and opens up that area, and Ronnie finds it very quickly. Zurich wide left. Richardson and Dawson right. Holder in the backfield of block for Lancaster. Flares out of there. The pass complete at the 54-yard line. Patterson once again. What a day he has had. It almost appeared that Wayne Tosh, 17, interfered with Patterson as he made his seventh reception now. He's picked up 81 yards. He's only half a yard away from a first down. George Brancato wants the ball back, but so far his defense can't give it to him. 
Ederson with his seven catches is a long way to go to get the Grey Cup record for a single game. Red O'Quinn holds that. 1954. He caught 13 that afternoon. Ulner fighting for the first down. It's going to be close. They colored him right along the line of scrimmage, forced him out laterally. And we'll watch for the placement of the ball. Larry Cameron and Ken Moore defending for Ottawa. They had that far to go, and the play started. And they're going to bring the yard sticks out to determine whether it is a third down or a first down. Once again, footing is playing such an important part in this ballgame, Don. I really didn't expect it to. The artificial turf here at Exhibition Stadium. Tom Campana that time, although he wasn't carrying the football, slipped as he started to lead up to the line of scrimmage. Fortunately for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Molner did not slip. However, he did not pick up the first down. As you see referee Don Barker marking a third and one situation for Saskatchewan. I think he might have lost on the play. I suspect they were even closer when that play started. He's got the better part of a yard to go, Frank. And every indication now points for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Giving this ball up to the Ottawa Rough Riders, who have sent their two receivers down to the 15-yard line. John Payne figures with a four-point lead. This is no place to gamble. Gary Brandt has had a couple of bad snaps. He can't afford one here. Back to Macaridi. Little high, Macaridi. Oh, a little rush. Got it off away from Brenner. Here's Green. Ottawa 15. Art Green to the 26-yard line. He brought it back 11. Landy Graham brought him down for Saskatchewan. The time all important now. 4.59 as Macaridi boots the ball 39 yards. And he's averaging 32 and a half today. Of course, the wind is a factor. The number of times a punter has to kick into it as opposed to the time he has with the wind following him. The score is Saskatchewan 20. Ottawa 16. Four minutes and 50 seconds left. All kinds of time for Clements. Finds Avery. Avery has a first down with a 39-yard line. Bill Manchuk forced him out of bounds. Well, I'll tell you, Cleveland Band came very close to getting a roughing penalty as well because he hit Avery after he was out of bounds. Well, the emotions have got to run high now, and these players run the risk of such penalties being incurred. Clock shows 4.25. Ottawa, first down. For Foley or for Avery, either one, it was out of bounds. Roth was putting the heat on the quarterback, Tommy Clements. I'll tell you why he was doing that, Don, because once again, you mentioned that Clements was getting so much time to throw. Watch the two linebackers here, Cleveland Van and Roger Goree, come up the middle and try to put pressure on Clements. That Ottawa Rough Rider offensive line has just done a tremendous job, but on that occasion, Roth got through because the linebackers were shooting and hurried the Ottawa quarterback. He did the wise thing, getting it out of bounds. It's now second and ten. He has another chance near his own 40-yard line. Exactly four minutes left. For Green. Good block for him. Green has an Ottawa first down at midfield. Cleveland Van hit him, but he picked up 15 yards. 
Big block by Jim Food, number 60, the right offensive tackle, and it appeared that Bill Manchuk was hurt just a bit there. He was hurt, of course, in the final game. All-star linebacker of the Riders on that side. This is the man that makes the Ottawa offense go, mainly when he runs with the ball, but on occasions like that. And he takes those screens in from quarterback Tom Clements. Ottawa, center field with 3.38 left. Draw play to green. Saskatchewan reacting well. They limit that game to a little less than five. Tim Roth, the left defensive tackle, made the stop. George Brancato, John Payne, neither one knows which will coach the Grey Cup champions 1976. The clock ticking down to three minutes and 15 seconds. I'll tell you, based on the course of the year that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders have had, I'm sure that they're pleased they have that defensive unit out on the field right now trying to win this ball game with only three minutes left. They've been the best defense in the country against the pass. He takes the draw, fires it to Cody Gabriel wide open. Gabriel, Saskatchewan, 30, 15, the 10 yard line. A big play by Cody Gabriel and Tom Clements for the Ottawa Rough Riders. I'll tell you, watch Gabriel come from his tight end position. All three of the linebackers from Saskatchewan just completely ignore him. He just moves across. He comes across on a, a crossing pattern only about eight or ten yards deep, and he's so wide open, Tommy Clements sees him easily. He moves the ball all the way down to the ten-yard line. We'll be right back with the Ottawa's first down after this. Cleveland Van, who saved the touchdown by tackling... Tony Gabriel at the 10-yard line has been injured, and the Saskatchewan trainer, Sandy Archer, is treating him now. But what a play by Clements and by Gabriel. And Jeff Avery, number 18, who gets a big block. You see how wide open Gabriel is, and watch the block by Avery there. That was Jim Marshall, 26, that he picked up, and here comes Van in to make the stop. Hard to tell, Frank, how he was injured on that play. He now is up on his feet. Cleveland Van, who's made so many tackles for Saskatchewan today. Now being assisted very slowly across field by the Saskatchewan trainer. Now what a finish this is likely to be. If the Ottawa Rough Riders are able to get this ball into the end zone, it could go ahead 23-20. to 20. Of course, Saskatchewan would have time. There's 2.44 remaining in the ball game, and there's no quarterback in the history of the Canadian Football League can use the clock better than Ron Lancaster. But watch his hit once again as Van number 72 puts a stop on Gabriel. I really couldn't determine, Don, as you mentioned, how he was hurt. Well, the adjustment for Saskatchewan could be critical here. They're putting Roger Gorey in the middle and they'll bring in Lou Clare in the corner. Rancato's team may well exploit those people playing new positions on this key play from the 10 while Van is on the sideline. It is possible for Ottawa to make a first down without scoring a touchdown. They're just outside of the 10. 2.34 remaining. First down. They can get a first down without scoring a touchdown. Art Green gets it to the 8-yard line. Provost and Corey made the tackle. 2.22 remaining. The fellow that just made the big catch. 
Shenley Award winner is a Canadian of the year. Gets a block on Luke Clare, number 31, to allow Green to go to the outside. However, great play by Ted Provost, the safety, limiting the gain to two yards. Second and eight for Ottawa, 2-18. Time and score of the utmost importance, 20-16, Saskatchewan. Second down, Ottawa. Saskatchewan, eight-yard line. Levin to the one-yard line. He fumbles the football. The ball has been ruled down, I believe. As they all went scrambling for a free football, George Brand Cano's heart skipped just a little bit. The key question now is, do they have the first down? I do not think so. Don, I don't think they have the first down, but unquestionably they'll go for it. 156 remaining. Field goal does them absolutely no good as Saskatchewan's leading 20 to 16. Take a look at it again as Clemens appeared to not really have an option here. He wanted to run with that football and he got outside of Goree and inside Provost before Cleveland Van, who came back into the ball game, hit him right there. The ball was real dead. You saw it fly free when he hit the ground with the official there and whistled the play down. That's one I'm sure Western fans would be moaning about. Oh, I don't about. know. I don't know, John. They're measuring. There's no way they have the first down. Well, we may see that again. Not now after this ball game is over, but certainly it didn't appear to me that Tom Clements was on the ground when that ball popped loose. They need about half a yard for a first down and a yard for a touchdown. Remember, Saskatchewan from the three in the first quarter failed to get in. Ottawa now must go in with this one or at least get the first down. It's going to be very, very close. He was stopped short of the goal line. The ball got batted away, but the official jumped right in there to position it. Saskatchewan indicates they have held them. They do not have the first down. Saskatchewan players Saskatchewan stepped in the line. Saskatchewan team is coming out on the field. They did line. not make it. I think they were calling a fumble. It may have been. The yardsticks are coming out. Well, obviously, they didn't call it a fumble down if they're going to be measuring it with the yardsticks. The yardsticks now will watch the face of George Brancato there and John Payne. Players huddling around the measurement. No! Saskatchewan takes over. 132 remaining, and John Payne indeed is a happy man. Ottawa stopped inches away from a possible Great Cup victory. Unbelievable, Don, at the same end of the field. You see Tom Clements once again. That's Ted Provost, number 10, at the top of your screen. It's really impossible to say who made the stop completely. Certainly, Jesse O'Neill, number 61, was a major contributor. He closed the opening that Tom Clements thought he had. Clements also found himself running up the back of Jim Code, his tackle, and there was no room for it. Lancaster works for the one-yard line, and panic is under the six. 128 left now. I don't remember ever, Don, in the history of a Grey Cup or any playoff action in the CFL where I saw two third down gambles with just about a foot to go and both of them failing. For Brancato, it couldn't have come at a worse time. He couldn't try the field goal. He's four points behind. He had to go all the way for at least the first half, let alone the touchdown. But they did not get it. 
So now Saskatchewan is second down and five from the six. Campana. No, he stopped around the seven. Saskatchewan is going to have to punt. Ottawa will get another chance. Larry Cameron made the stop there. Well, there's the record. 41 Grey Cups for the East and 14 for the West. Saskatchewan trying to make it 15. They've got a minute and eight seconds left to hang on. The Grey Cup. And the view from the helicopter high above CNE Stadium. Remember, this punt will go into the wind from Macaridi. And remember that Gary Brandt, number 54, the offensive center of Saskatchewan, has had trouble getting that ball back to punter Bob Macaridi. Myrick is in the shallow zone of the 30. Adonaka and Green of the 40. The kick from the end zone. A good one by Macaridi. Out to Adonaka. 35. That's it. Cleveland Band has him there at the 35 with 44 seconds remaining. Well, this ball game is far from over, Don. They've got a lot of time. I can't remember as exciting a Grey Cup game for many, many years, Frank. Going right down to the final seconds, the final offensive series by the Ottawa Rough Riders. Saskatchewan's defense has to hold. Ottawa's got to put all the stops. They trail 20 to 16. And you'd have to believe they'd be looking for Tony Gabriel in a situation like this, Don. Green. Oh, green. They have him wrapped up. Number 37, Roger Goree, wrapped his arms around him. 40 seconds left now. And the clock will start when the team is sent back to the huddle. They're not going to huddle. Time is in. Counting down for 40 seconds on second down. It's Gabriel coming across. He's open. He's got it. First down at the 24-yard line with 31 seconds remaining. Richards have made a super hit on Tony Gabriel. Watch Gabriel coming from that tight end position on the right side. Exactly the same kind of play you saw a while ago when Cleveland was banned. Got hurt on the play. Gabriel had moved it all the way down to the 10-yard line. Clements is obviously listening, just looking for his big tight end on that crossing pattern. That's Richardson making the stop. Saskatchewan has asked for a measurement. Here it is again. You see Gabriel going across the formation. Obviously, the primary receiver. And it is a first down. 31 seconds. That smile will broaden if Gabriel and the Rough Riders of Ottawa can reach the end zone with the final 31 seconds. They're 24 yards and 31 seconds away from a great cup comeback victory. Gabriel is open in the end zone. Touchdown! Tony Gabriel proves why he was 19.
1976 Canadian Player of the Year. The Shinley Award winner takes in his seventh reception for 124 yards and no bigger catch in his life. Look at the time that Clemens has to throw the football. He beat Ted Provost, the safety of Saskatchewan number 10. Wide open in the end zone. And a great throw by little Tommy Clemens. Grant Cano does not display joy on his face, but inside, he's got to be a happy man. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders would have been far happier, Don, had Ottawa scored on the previous attempt. They hadn't held him a third and one because they would have had time to come back. But now they have only 20 seconds. They're a field goal apart, 23-20, and that's a very valid point you just made. Because now, with 20 seconds left, Saskatchewan faces an almost impossible situation. Here's a replay. You see Gabriel fake to the inside and then go outside, completely throwing Trent Provost off the mark. He's five yards behind the Saskatchewan safety. You have to wonder how they can let a man like that loose on a late drive downfield. Tony Gabriel uh, caught the pass to set it up and then caught the touchdown pass itself and good clearance on both plays. Donnie, before they ever made the first completion of the two, I had said you have to look for Gabriel in a situation like this. He's been their clutch receiver all year. Clements, by the way, passed for only 25 yards in the first half of this ball game, but he's come back and had a tremendous final 30 minutes, 151 yards in the second half, 176 altogether. What an afternoon for the young Notre Dame quarterback, ex-Notre Dame quarterback. Playing in his first breakout game, first national championship, he engineered the drive that culminated with that touchdown to Tony Gabriel. There's the time remaining. Oregon gets the go-ahead for the pickoff. Skips through the hand to the five-yard line of O'Hara. Back to the 15. That's it. And they've got 13 seconds left. Ten more stopped O'Hara short of the 15-yard line. They'll put it down to the 15. And the Western Riders will have one, maybe two plays. Twenty-three Ottawa, twenty Saskatchewan. Ottawa led ten nothing. Saskatchewan came back to go ahead seventeen ten. They battled for the second half. Now it's down to this. A long one by Lancaster. It is almost picked off. Time has run out on the clock. Bombs knocked it down. And it is done. It's all over, and the Ottawa Roughriders have upset Saskatchewan and won the nineteen seventy-six breakup. One of the most dramatic, exciting breakup windups in the long history of the Canadian Professional Football Championship. Two great throws from Tommy Clements to Tony Gabriel caps off a great Ottawa comeback. Their victory 23 to 20 over Saskatchewan. There'll be all sorts of talk about other great games. The one that comes to mind was the 1958. Winnipeg-Hamilton game, an exciting offensive game back and forth. This one was very much similar. Ottawa driving downfield. They'd almost given up their last hope when they couldn't make half a yard outside the one. Then getting the gabriel Clements combination going for the winning points in a 23-20 victory. And Ottawa, underdogs by anywhere from four to five points going in, have scored the upset that so often happened. They're about ready now for the presentation 
of the real reason for this football mania all week and this great game today, the Grey Cup. Also on the stage, uh, Mr. David Logue, the proprietor of the uh, Ottawa Roughriders, Jake Bedard, commissioner of the Canadian Football League, and Premier Davis of Ontario. Absolute pandemonium down below. That hugging and kissing you saw earlier was reserved for Tony Gabriel, who had such a sensational game. And as uh, they pointed out, Frank Rigby of the boys pointed out, it was in the second half that the Rough Riders came alive. But if you remember, they were down 20 to 10 early in the second half and then came roaring back to win that football game. It appeared that they might blow it when they had a chance just about the one-yard line. They did not make it. Then they got the ball back, and the odds were against the Ottawa Rough Riders there because Saskatchewan has an outstanding defense. Again, Ottawa, with Clements and Gabriel combining, went over for the winning touchdown, and what a sensational finish it was. We're going to be back in just a few moments with Don Whitman and a few of the boys, Bill Stevenson, in the winning dressing room. We'll be back right after this. Still celebrating down below. Everything is happening on the field, youngsters, Oldsters alike have poured on to congratulate the Ottawa Rough Riders. Some of the players have had difficulty getting back to the dressing room, but most of them are there. Let's go down to Don Whitman in the winning dressing room. Don? Okay, Ernie, and what a tremendous Grey Cup game it was. George Brancato, when you came in here, I said, what was the final score? You said, I don't know. What a finish. I don't know. I just know we won. <laughs> I heard that gun go. It was the happiest time of my life. George, what about that gamble down in the uh, one-yard line when it looked as though perhaps it was all over for you when you failed to make it? Half a yard to go for a first down and a yard to go for a touchdown. So what the heck? We're down there. We're not going to get two field goals out of the thing or three field whatever we needed. So we're going to play for broke. Georgia had some outstanding individual performances, particularly Tommy Clements and uh, Tony Gabriel. Oh, super. Tony and Tommy were really super. What could you say about them all year? It's been the two guys uh, coming up with big plays. George, did you expect it to be a, a wide-open type of offensive display like it was? Well, we thought it was going to be wide-open, and uh, all the ingredients were there for a wide-open game, and there they were. It happened. Wind didn't bother anybody or anything. Pretty good. Bill Stevenson, I believe you have a question. I just wanted to ask George about the fact that his club, you didn't work them out hard all week. They seemed to be loose. They're almost, well, it's another game where we're coming into here. 
They didn't have the attitude of being uptight because it was a big great cup. No, no, we just, uh, they were so tight last week getting ready for Hamilton in the Eastern Final that I said, let the Toronto atmosphere get them up for the game. So I just let them go in the whole week. Your specialty teams came through with big plays. Of course, you had the punt return by Hantanka, and then you had Jerry Organ. Was, was that play designed by Organ? He spotted it when he came in at halftime. He said that the guys were running off the line. Nobody was coming in to force him to punt. So he said, you know, he's going to try it one of these shots, and he did. What if it wouldn't have worked? What did you have said to him? Oh, my God. Holy mackerel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, congratulations. George Brancato, the coach of the Ottawa Rough Riders. Bill Stevenson is uh, trying to grab another player. Bill, uh, grab, grab one of those ball players and bring them in. The Ottawa dressing room, uh, the Ottawa team using the Eastern... Room, the home room of the Toronto Argonauts. Bill Stevenson, here you go. All right, Jim Food, offensive tackle with the Ottawa Rough Riders. Jim, congratulations. Thank you very much. Somewhere. Thank you. We, we've had confidence in our offense, and we were tired of hearing the bad things said about our defense, and they stuck in there, and we stuck in there. And uh, when we were down there close, we just asked for another chance at it because we thought Tommy was in there for the first down. But we hung in there as a group, and we're number one. We got the cup. Well, you know, the thing that is surprising is that your club, although it's been maligned to an extent during the season, you've always won that big must game. Well, we just stick together as a unit, and uh, when the chips are down, you know, we come out fighting. Uh, we were out ahead. We clinched it. The uh, first place early in the year, and there might have been a, a bit of a letdown, but when the chips, you know, things were down, we came out fighting. What about the turf out there today? It seemed to me that the players were slipping and sliding a little bit. It, it was wet at first there. The temperature was just above freezing, but then in the second half, it, it did become icy. It got frozen, and I was even slipping myself, so it did freeze by the second half. It that must frozen. have made it especially tough for an offensive lineman trying yeah. to get off the mark. A couple short yardage times, I, I slipped, and Tommy shooting next to me slipped. We, we were said, geez, I didn't get a, you know do much in that because we just lost our footing and almost fell on our faces. It's tough when it freezes. It, it makes it tough to get any traction at all. Well, that Saskatchewan defense as tough as you thought they'd be. They thought they had the best defense they'd ever come up with. Well, we beat them, and that's, that should tell the story there. <laughs> that's a pretty good answer. Thank okay. you very much, Jim Thank Good, you. and Thank congratulations you. with the Grey Cup championship. Okay, Bill, well, we've got Tom Schutte, and uh, we were talking about Tom Schutte just a moment ago. That was quite a ball game. Yeah, it sure was. You know, I've been in four Grey Cups, and uh, this is the fourth win, but this was the best one, I think. What was uh, unique about this one, the, the fact that it went right to the final play, but it, it was also a back-and-forth struggle? Yeah, it was back-and-forth, and, forth and uh, you can't take it away from Saskatchewan. They're a great football team. They've got a great defensive line, but uh, we just put it all together, and I think, uh, I think we surprised a lot of people. I think they underestimated us. The fact that you went into the game as underdogs, did this bother you at all? No, I'd rather go in as an underdog. I think it gives you a little more to fight for. What about that play down in the goal line? Did you think it was all over when you failed to make that first down? Tell you the truth, I thought it was. But, uh, but our defense held in there, and, and uh, we got a good football team and offense. We came back. I asked Coach George Brancato about the play that Jerry Organ sensed in the first half and talked about at halftime and then ran very successfully for something like 50 yards, the fake uh, punt. Uh, were you fellas aware that this was perhaps going to be set up? No, I didn't. Well, of course, I'm not on the uh, punt team, but uh, I wasn't aware of it, and I, and I don't even know if our... Uh, if our people were either, but I, I guess I'll find out about that in a little bit. What does the future hold for you now? Well, I think I got a few more good years left, but uh, I might be uh, teaching school back in Ottawa this year too, but uh, this has been the high point right here. Certainly a very successful day here at CNE. Yeah. I'd just like to say hello to my brother out in Montana if he's watching. Okay, we'll okay. say hello to him. Thank you very much. Jerry Organ, come on in here. Jerry Organ, Tom Clements, come on in, Tom. How are you, Tommy? Congratulations. A tremendous ball game. Tell us about that final pass. Well, what it was, uh, I, don't, I think it was second down, but uh, it was a play-action pass. We faked the run into the line, 
And they were in uh, man coverage, and uh, Tony Gabriel was one-on-one with their free safety. He put a move on, faking to go to the post. The guy went into the post, and then Tony just bent it out to the corner, and he was about uh, three or four years, three or four yards behind him, and it was uh, a good feeling. Tom, have you uh, caught that Grey Cup excitement yet? You said a little earlier, we, we caught a little of the Grey Cup champagne right there. Bring the bottle over here. Don't spray it at us. We caught a little of that Grey Cup champagne, but Tommy, uh, you had uh, a tremendous afternoon. I think earlier in the week you said you really hadn't caught up that Grey Cup fever yet. Uh, I think you've got it now, haven't you? Well, I didn't say that. I said this was a fun week, and we had fun preparing for the game. And uh, to, when you win, that, that makes it even better. I didn't say I wasn't excited. I'm, I was looking forward to the game all week. The whole team was looking forward to the game. We were such a big underdog, no one expected us to win, and we wanted to go out and prove that we're a good football team, and I don't, I don't think anybody can dispute that now. You certainly came up with a great performance. You had a great afternoon yourself. A lot of those uh, pass patterns, particularly to Gabriel, were working all during the game. Well, uh, I think we moved the ball somewhat, but it seemed, especially in the first half, every time we got a big play, there was a flag against us. And in the second half, we cut down on the mistakes, and uh, we didn't. We moved the ball, but we only scored the one touchdown. We got a few field goals, but we moved the ball when we had to, and I think that's an important thing. And I think our defense played one of their finest halves of football that, this year, and they just shut uh, Saskatchewan off completely. And uh, I can't say enough about our defense. We scored enough points, but I, our defense won the game for us. Tom, I'd like to ask you about that play, that gamble down on the goal line that didn't work. Well, we only had about a half a yard, and I called a quarterback sneak. I thought I could get the uh, get the necessary yardage, but I, the, the footing at, at the end of the game, it was starting to get a film of ice on the field, and I sort of slipped when I pushed off, and I really didn't get uh, a good lean into the line, and that's, I think, why I didn't get the first down. You had an opportunity to sip a little of that champagne yet? Yeah, I, had, I sipped some, got some on my head, and it's all over me, and it feels good. Go grab some more, Tommy Clements. A fine ball game. Congratulations once again. Here's Jerry Organ. Come on in, Jerry. Congratulations. Jerry, I'm going to ask you about that big third down gamble, and then I'll turn the mic over to Bill Stevenson. Okay, well, it was just one of those things. I thought about it at halftime. Uh, one good thing about not concentrating on the football and punting poorly like I've been doing, I could see... There it is. There it is, Jerry. Yeah, I could see they were giving me a very soft corner, number 25. So I told Kaz, if I take off, just give him a good blow. And uh, he did, and it just opened up. I just kept running. I was running like a scared rabbit, as you can see here. So it was just, uh, just one of those things that I thought about at halftime, and it worked out just great for us. It certainly did. That was a key play in the ball game for the Ottawa Rough Riders, and you also had a couple of good uh, punts and a couple of good field goals in there. Yeah, it was all around a great day. We started off with a great pregame devotional. There's a lot of love on this team, and I think Marv Levy said that. You need a lot of love on a team, and I think we have that here. Yeah, and you know something else? All the Canadians came up with the scoring points today. Well, isn't that great? I've got nothing against the Americans, but when the Canadians come through, I think that that's typical of Ottawa football, and it was just a great privilege to be a part of the game today. Was the wind a factor out there? It's always a factor when I'm punting, uh, because everybody says it is, but, uh, but it certainly was. And uh, that, that field goal I got into the wind uh, just drifted in with the help of the wind, uh, sort of pushing it sideways, if you like. And uh, it was just, uh, just a great day, but the, the, the wind certainly would have been a factor if I'd have been punting into it very much. Victory celebrations here in the dressing room. There's a lot of excitement going on in the dressing room, and in just a moment we're going to award the outstanding player trophies both offensively and defensively, and the Canadian Player of the Game Award, and the selectors certainly had a tough choice. Jerry Organ, congratulations on a tremendous breakup game. Thanks, Don. It was great. Thank you. Bill Stevenson. Congratulations, Jerry. Come on, Rudy. We've got Rudy Sims, the big defensive tackle. I'll tell you how tough it is to decide who won the awards. All the points were scored by Canadian players. That must be a first for a great cup game. 
But uh, a fellow who did a big job was Rudy Sims. Now, Rudy, you didn't think you should go into this game as underdogs, but you did. Well, I thought we had a good team the whole year. We just uh, went in a middle lap. I figured if they're going to get tough, that we had the team to do it, the personnel. But I don't believe anybody have 12 outstanding athletes like we do when we put them on the field at defense and offense. But I think we can beat anybody at any given time. Rudy, you were a little unhappy with what was going on in the middle of the line in that pit down there during the game. Well, I thought they were they was beginning to tackle us at the line of scrimmage, and they wasn't calling it on us for them, but they was calling it on us. I was just wondering whether they favored more for the West and they were for the East because the Western officials were throwing the flags for them. So you figured that they were just favoring the West and they weren't calling that holding either? Well, I thought some cheap shots and a lot of holding was done by them and it wasn't called. But when we approached them and did that, they called it on us. I just wanted to be an even, you know, even battle, call it both ways. What is it about this club, Rudy? You seem to be able to come up for the big games. You know, everybody had you underrated going into this one and they've had you underrated ever since you started to slip about mid-season, but you've won the ones you had to. I think this club, we are, as a group, it's 32 ball players. We have a lot of individual pride here. And we sit down and we talk. When we went in the slump, we won seven straight. We know we had clinch first place, and it was just a matter of just waiting for the big games to come up. I guess everybody didn't want to go out and get bruised up before the big games, the playoff, and again, the Grey Cup. And today, we just really came out and played. George spoke to us. He said it was a loose game for us because we was the underdogs, and we just came out real loose. Tell me, did you get as much pressure on Ron Lancaster as you felt you had to today? I think we got more pressure on running today. We had him throwing the ball a lot, but our secondary was dropping off a little bit. He got a little couple of passes. Other than that, I think we contained him very well. So you're very happy with the way your defense played? As long as we win, I'm happy. I know we make some mistakes, but you're happy as long as you win. You can't cry. Tom Clement said, I don't know if you heard him, he said the defense won it for us today. Well, we did. I replied, and the offense just took it on in and scored for us. Everybody wanted Rudy Sims, congratulations. Oh, I'm glad. Thank you. Thanks, Rudy. Okay, Bill. All right. Bill, I've got Tony Gabriel, the man who scored that game-winning touchdown. Tony, just a great ball game. We're going to have a presentation upcoming to you a little later on this program, but tell us about that final catch. Well, it's hard to... Uh, Imagine that it really uh, did complete it. You know, you know, the last series, Tommy Clements as cool as ever. Uh, we had a play pass uh, called uh, fake 34 into the line, and I had to take a, a deep outside uh, lead off the line, try to take Provost, Provo back into the post. Let's take a look at it. Right. How would you like to see it again? Okay, so I'm coming off, and nobody stops me coming off the line, which helped. So I take Provo back inside to the post, and now Tommy got lots of time from the offensive line. And I break out back to the corner. A lot of green pasture there. And I try to drift back into the ball. And it was right there. What were your thoughts at that moment? I knew we'd won. <laughs> and it was just a great feeling. Since 72, we hadn't been back to the Cup. And now with Ottawa, uh, back then it was uh, Hamilton versus Regina. And it's just a tremendous occasion now to uh, relive, I guess, a, a great Cup moment and get another ring. Tony, you've had just a tremendous year. It started with that CBC Superstars competition. It came on through the award ceremony the other night in the Shenley presentation. Now the Grey Cup game, and we've got another presentation to make to you a little later, and we'll hear more from you a little later. Right now, we're going to break away for this commercial message and then return to this victorious Ottawa dressing room. Well, I'm sure, as many of you suspected, Tommy Clements of the Ottawa Rough Riders was named the game's outstanding offensive player. And to present the award, I'm pleased to introduce... Ed Bradley, the Vice President of Marketing of Labatt's Breweries Canada Limited. Ed? Thanks, Don. I'd like, first of all, to express Labatt's pleasure of being able to participate in the uh, Grey Cup Festival, and especially of being able to recognize for the tenth time the outstanding players in the game. 
This year's Labatt Award of a Chevrolet Monte Carlo goes to each of the offensive and defensive players as selected by the Football Reporters of Canada. This year's offensive player, as you pointed out, Tom Clements from the Ottawa Rough Riders. Tom, on behalf of Labatt's, congratulations. Thank you very much, Ed. I appreciate it. My, my car, the car I drive now is sort of a joke on the team, so I'm, I'm happy to get a new one. Let this perform as a car for the time being. Okay, Are the keys much. in there? Oh, they will be. <laughs> so you need a new car. Yes, I was planning on getting one anyway, but this came at a most opportune time. That I'm wasn't a great cup plan then, was it? No, it wasn't <laughs> planned, but I'm glad it worked out that way. Tommy, a tremendous victory, a tremendous performance. Congratulations on your victory and the achievement you just received, the new cars presented by Labatt. Thank you very much, Ed Bradley. We have the, the Defensive Player of the Award, award coming up. There's the new automobile, Tommy Clements, that you're going to take home. Perhaps you saw it parked outside the stadium, outside the playing field during the course of the game, but at that stage, you weren't too interested in the automobile, were you? <laughs> That's what I told him. <laughs> there I go, is that it? That's it. Thank you very much, Tommy. The Defensive Player of the Award, we understand that Cleveland Van of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders has been named the Defensive Player of the Game. Uh, we have endeavored to get Cleveland over to the Ottawa dressing room. Uh, he was shaken up, of course, late in the ball game, and uh, he may be somewhat reluctant at the moment to come over here. Bill? If I can just move in. He's not that reluctant. He's having a shower, so they're going to drag him We should have him dressed before he comes over. All right, we'll tell him that. Ed, we'll ask you to present uh, that award uh, just a little later. Right now, I think Bill Stevenson has an award to present as well. Right, thank you very much. Let's get Tony up here again. Tony Gabriel, who is the outstanding Canadian player, and Ed Ogden, if we can have Mr. Ed Ogden, who is Vice President for Canadian Pacific Eastern Region. Ed, come on up. Thank and you very much, Bill. Say hello to Tony Gabriel. Tony, congratulations for that fantastic uh, 20 second uh, touchdown before the end of the game. Whatever you say. Just unbelievable. <laughs> Tony has won. The Canadian Pacific Dick Suderman Award as the outstanding Canadian player in the game. And Mr. Ed Ogden, I'm going to let you take over now. Thank you very much, Bill. Well, Dick, this is, uh, Tony, rather, is a great uh, privilege for me to uh, present you with the Dick Suderman uh, Trophy. And after such a long, tough season, uh, I'm sure you're about ready for a vacation, so we've got a couple of passes anywhere in our Canadian Pacific Airlines system for you. And uh, congratulations again. Thank you very much. Do I get to keep that? Well, we'll give you a replica of that one, uh, right. Tony. I'll take that. It just feels fantastic. Thank you very much, sir. And uh, I'll take it home with pride, and, uh, and everybody, I think, will remember Dick Suderman, also a hell of a fine football player. And thank you very much for the honor. I wonder, Mr. Ogden, if Tony realizes yet what you've just given him. He can go to Australia, uh, Japan, Hong Kong. Yes, he Hawaii, Mexico, you name it, Europe, uh, Tony. So you just uh, start making your plans any day. All right, what I want to say is all year long, I don't care about, I guess the individual award is really super, but all year long we've been telling the guys we're there. And that means we're here in Toronto, and it just feels so great now to come out victorious, a hell of a Regina football club. And... I think it was just a fine uh, classic game for Canadian football, and I'm just glad to be part of it all, really. It's, it's really super. I want to say hi to everybody at home and friends, and if I may. Thank you. <laughs> Tony and Ed, we were talking about the game with people outside just as it was closing off, but the feeling is this is the greatest game since about 61, probably. Some said even well, I don't think there's any doubt about it. It just was the most fantastic uh, football game I think I've ever seen. Certainly the best contender. Tony, that last 20 seconds. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm going to remember that. Like, you know, that was what was on our mind, Bill, and Ed, that uh, before the game coach says, 15 years from now, you want to look back, you know, and uh, tell your kids or whatever, you made history today that uh, you won it. So it just feels now that we can, we've done that. So it just feels great. All right. Well, Tony, 
Sandy Gabriel. Congratulations once again. Thank you once again, Mr. Ed Ogden, CB Air. And we'll be back with the dressing room activity in just a moment. This is paradise. Some of the most romantic hideaways in all the world are only hours away in a Boeing jetliner. Of course, some people have everything right in their own backyard. But if you don't and you could use a little romance in your life, get hold of your travel agent. Get on a Boeing jetliner. There's a whole world out there waiting for you. Some jobs are tougher than others, and people with tough jobs want tough trucks. Make your pickup at GMC. Like this new for 77 one-ton pickup with four-wheel drive. A GMC is good to have around, to get around, and get it done. We're coming home. Gang there yet? Yes, they're all here. Getting a truck? Get one that's built by the truck people. Get a GMC. As we mentioned earlier, the defensive player of the game, Cleveland Van, the middle linebacker of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and to make the presentation of the new automobile to Cleveland, here again is Ed Bradley, the Vice President of Marketing, Labatt's Breweries Canada Limited. Cleveland, congratulations on your selection as the outstanding defensive player of the game, and it gives me great pleasure on behalf of Labatt Breweries of Canada to present you with this new 1977 Chev Monte Carlo. Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you very much. I think that envelope will have to do for the moment. You'll get the keys in a little while. You're not planning on driving the car back to Saskatchewan. I think you're going to take the plane back tomorrow, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Take the plane back. <laughs> Cleveland, uh, you were shaken up late in the ball game. It was a tough ball game to lose, a great one to win. What happened? Well, uh, back when Gabriel, I guess I think I landed on my head. I don't even remember how it happened, but uh, I'll just see how my bell run for a few seconds. Cleveland, I talked to you at the Saskatchewan bench during the course of the game. You'll recall our conversation just after you had made an interception. I think perhaps you'd like to look at that interception again and tell us about it. Well, uh, I don't remember the coverage we were in. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And uh, I'm sorry we didn't capitalize on uh, the interception. Uh, uh, I want to give my congratulations to the Ottawa club. Uh, they had a great game today. And uh, by the score, they're deserving of the, of the Great Cup trophy. And uh, my congratulations. Well, you fellas certainly have nothing to be ashamed of when you made that great goal line stand. It looked as though you might have just done it. You might have stopped them just a yard away from victory. Yeah, well, uh... It was a big play, but uh, Ottawa came back and made the big play when they needed it, and uh, Gabriel made a good catch. That's the type of ball game that the fans certainly enjoy. That's the type of ball game that will sell season tickets for next year. I'm sure all the general managers throughout the league have to be happy with it. Well, they have to be. It was a uh, great attendance, and the fans were just great, and uh, I consider it an honor playing in the Great Cup, my first year in the CFL. Tell me about the CFL. You said this is your first year, your rookie season. You certainly individually have had an outstanding year. What has been your reaction to the caliber of play? Uh, the caliber players are really great. They have great ball players, and uh, I love playing here in the CFL. And if I had a choice, I'd play here uh, as, as, long, as long as I can. Had you anticipated anything like Grey Cup Week? Well, no, not really. I've never been uh, associated with some, uh, this kind of activities, but uh, it's been great. It's been a good experience for me, and uh, hopefully Saskatchewan will be back next year. I guess you could have done without a few of the folks running up and down the hallways of the hotels at 2 and 3 in the morning, yelling and ringing bells and sounding horns. It really wasn't too bad. Uh, I really can't recall, other than uh, a couple of incidents where fans are running up and down the hall, but uh, overall it was pretty quiet. It was great security. Cleveland, a tremendous uh, effort by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, just 20 seconds away from victory. Congratulations on your individual accomplishment being named the Outstanding Defensive Player. Thank you. 
Cleveland Van of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders who received the Labatt's Car Award as the game's outstanding defensive player and, of course, the game's outstanding offensive player was Tom Clements of the Ottawa Rough Riders and the outstanding Canadian was Tony Gabriel of the Ottawa Rough Riders. And now, I think, Bill, we're going to talk to uh, Rod Woodward in just a moment. Are you ready to talk to him now or are we going upstairs? Okay, you talk to Rod Woodward. You know, there were so many outstanding Canadians, it was awful tough, I would think, for the voters to pick one, Rod. Well, I'm, I'm just glad it worked out for Tommy and Gabe. They teamed up for that uh, finale there, and uh, so they both got an award, and I'm real happy for them. It really helped today. This has got to be a great, great win for you, though, when you consider last year you had the broken arm, a frustrating season, and now you go through this year and cap it with the Grey Cup. Well, last year, like, uh, you know, I didn't play in the final championship, and uh, I missed it, and uh, I just praise God that... Uh, I had an opportunity to play today. One final word, Rod, and that is, what about the passing of Lancaster now? Well, in, in, the, in the first half there, uh, Ronnie was reading the blitz well, and he was dumping it short, and we were laying off a little too much. And uh, we were in a four-deep zone, which uh, our underneath coverage wasn't as much, and he was picking us apart a bit. And uh, the coaches at halftime just told us to start playing a little tighter, and uh, in the second half, we started to do that, and it worked out real well. Once again, Rod Woodward, congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank All right. You. Rod Woodward, Ottawa Rough Riders, and a Vancouver boy. But now we're going to go upstairs. Well, Frank, Saskatchewan Rough Riders started the second half with a dramatic 51-yard field goal by Bob Macaridi, which put them ahead 20-10. to 10. But thereafter, Tommy Clements and Tony Gabriel started their show on the road. Very much of a back-and-forth game, really, Mike, as we talked about at halftime. The Ottawa Rough Riders came out and established a 10-point lead, primarily really because of their specialty teams. They picked up a fumble, McKee fumbled early in the ball game, and converted that into a Jerry Argon field goal. And then, of course, the big run back by Hadanaka gave them the 10-0 lead. Saskatchewan scored 17 points in that second quarter, and really that was the only time they were that impressive offensively. Well, it was only really, it seemed to me, after McAweedy got that field goal that Ottawa started to do things offensively. They're working against the win. Tony Gabriel, now you'll watch him, he just flattens out right here against Ken McEachern, who does a good job of coming up, but it was really the start of things offensively because he stretches that short pass into good yardage. They had started from their own 35-yard line. That completed pass to Tony Gabriel was followed by an excellent scramble by Tom Clements for 15 yards. I think we'll... One of the key plays, though, Mike, really, is Jerry Argon when he took off. We saw Jerry being interviewed down in the winner's uh, locker room, the Ottawa dressing room, and he talked about this run. It's not very often that we've seen Jerry do much of anything in the Canadian Football League besides kick the football and do it excellently over the years. He is a backup receiver, of course, for the Riders, and he showed some running ability on that one. Despite that 51-yard run by Jerry Argon, it seemed that the Ottawa Rough Riders may have been in a position to add to the score because they had picked up three points on a Jerry Oregon field goal following Gabriel's earlier reception and Clements' run. However, on this play, down at the 21-yard line, then Tom Clements is going to the air, and Cleveland Van comes up with a very timely interception that wipes out the opportunity for the Ottawa Rough Riders to capitalize on Jerry Oregon's alert play. Van does a good job of returning the ball here, wipes out that scoring opportunity, and the score remained 20-13 to at the end of the third period of play. Of course, one of the big plays of, of the whole football game was Tony Gabriel catching the ball, but he wasn't the only receiver that Tommy Clements found. This one was Foley, number nine, who picked up about 20 yards on the play and it led to a Jerry Argon field goal. Then, of course, as we narrow into the closing stages of the fourth quarter, we had a really high drama. 
Tommy Clements and Tony Gabriel, with less than three minutes to play, start going to work again. They work down to that one-yard line. They're stopped short, and it appeared that Saskatchewan may have had the win. So let's see if we can take a look at that sequence of plays that appear to, at that point at least, solidify the win for Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Well, we're going back down to the dressing room now, the Ottawa Rough Rider winner dressing room. Excuse me, Mike. And uh, we have Bill Stevenson and Don Whitman down there with the Ottawa Rough Riders. Thank you, Frank. Well, you know, I've got uh, Mark Cosmos here, David Loeb, the owner of the Ottawa Rough Riders and Art Green. Mark, first, one thing I want to do. You hold the microphone. I've always wanted to have a sip of champagne out of the Grey Cup. Do you want you to describe it? it? Can you hold it? It's going down pretty fast. You look like an experienced man to drink. <laughs> okay, Mark Cosmos, you also want to light up that cigar of yours. This is a victory cigar. cigar. If I can get this, stick them off my hands a sec. You broke the cigar. Wait a minute. While you're trying to perform this feat of magic... I'll talk to the owner of the club, David Love. David, just a tremendous victory. You have to be tremendously pleased with your team's performance. I'm not pleased. I'm extremely proud and just uh, grateful for the effort that they put in, not only today, but throughout the year. And we were number one in the East, and now we're number one in the country. And uh, the team just played fabulously. They came back when they were down. At halftime, they readjusted. They knew that they could do it. They had 30 minutes of the best playing in, uh, in the during the entire season, and uh, it took about 40 or 50 seconds, but uh, we're ending up with this beautiful piece of silverware, and that's the name of the game, and I'm thankful for each and every one of them and their coaches and the entire staff that put it all together. Did you get any bubbly out of there? Yes, I got a little bit, but it wasn't very much, mind you, and I think that uh, Mark and Art owe me, a, they owe, they owe, they owe me a pint, I think. I'm not sure. Bill, do you want to talk to him before somebody throws him in the shower? And Mark told me, but I wanted to ask Mark what he told Ron Lancaster out there. Mark, you were mouthing off at him all afternoon. I wasn't mouthing off. You know, it was a situation out there in the, getting near the end of the fourth quarter, and I said to Ron, after he had just completed a pass, I said, Ron, I hope the fans are appreciating this game because we're giving them one of the best. And I just want to say while I'm here, Mr. Pappas at Pappas's restaurant, I asked him to give me a cigar because we were going to the Great Cup, and here we are, I'm smoking it on TV, I broke it in half. He gave me one at 72, and I smoked it at the Grey Cup. And I'm just happy to be here. And I told you four times you got to have a Greek on the Grey Cup. Right? <laughs> and I'm happy to be a part of this wonderful team because pride won it. And uh, you can't say enough about every individual ball player given 150%. Bill, how about Art? All right, let's go to Art because Mark Cosmos has never been on a loser. Art, you're on a big winner now, and this was quite a game you had. Yeah, that's true. You know, this is my second Great Cup since I've been here in Ottawa. You know, I played in the first one, my first year here in, in 73. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just proud to be here. You know, I think we have a wonderful uh, bunch of guys here, and I think they're the greatest. Yeah. What about your contract now? You're a free man. Come next spring, you're laid out your option. Are you going to stay with Ottawa? Yeah, as of right now, my agent is here in, uh, in Toronto. And I guess him and Mr. Mr. Loeb will get together sometime this evening. And, uh, I just hope, you know, they can get something, you know, negotiated. If not, I will be a free agent around April. Let's hope you stay with us, Art. And now, let's go upstairs. Mike, I think it's only appropriate that we look at that winning score once again. The outstanding offensive player in the 1976 Grey Cup game was Tommy Clements. The outstanding Canadian in this game is Tony Gabriel. They combined with only 20 seconds remaining on the clock to score the only offensive touchdown that the Ottawa Rough Riders produced all day. But it obviously was the most important score of the day. Mike, watch this one. From the Saskatchewan 24-yard line, and with that amount of time left on the clock, Saskatchewan has to feel that Tommy Clements is going to go to the air. 
Tony Gabriel has already described this play. He went down, made a move into the middle against Ted Provo, then broke deep to the outside. However, lest people be a little severe on Provo, he didn't have the support from the deep outside coverage. Ray Odoms was the cornerback who was responsible in that zone coverage for it. He wasn't there to give Provo that kind of help when Gabriel broke out towards that flag area, and I think that that was one of the reasons why Tony Gabriel was able to get so open, Frank. Mike, I don't think anybody would be critical of Provost or the Saskatchewan Roughriders. They had a tremendous season in 1976, but we'd also have to say that the Ottawa Roughriders, the 1976 Grey Cup champions, belong our con get our congratulations. What I really was uh, amazed by with the Ottawa Roughriders is the number of times that they had opportunities, such as the big play by Oregon that we talked about, and then that was wiped out by Cleveland Van. Then down on the one-and-a-half-yard line, they failed on that third down gamble. This is a young team. They found themselves facing adversity a number of times. They were still able to come back in 20 seconds and capture this game, and I think that says a lot for them. The real key was that they stopped the Saskatchewan Rough Riders from rushing the football at all. And, of course, Tony Gabriel, who caught seven passes for 124 yards. Once again, our congratulations to the Ottawa Rough Riders. All right, Frank and Mike, thank you very much. You know those... The celebrations will move out of the dressing room and downtown and through the hotel rooms. There'll be quite a few parties going on tonight, and I'm sure they'll be celebrating out there in Ottawa this great Grey Cup victory. But in Saskatchewan, too, remember, there'll be celebrations there because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders had a spectacular season. They were only 20 seconds away from the Grey Cup, a great team. Now, on behalf of all those who helped us put on this Grey Cup game for you, this is Ernie Afghanistan. Goodbye from Exhibition Stadium.